Outlaw, Mud Show, Drive-In. Welcome to the Outlaw Mud Show Drive-In, hosted on Discord. We may not have the same type of ban as number 45 does, but we are here to give you the Royal Rumble updates. <laughs> my, my, name, my name is Joe O'Connor. With me is Mohammed Fathi. My fellow, I'm, no, I'm not even American. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Uh, James Blanton. Morning, everyone. And Pete Guest. And good afternoon, everyone. All right. Well, this is the first of a three-parter Royal Rumble retrospective, um, divided into three. So we got the 80s and 90s, since there's only two of the 80s together. Um, the 2000s, then 2010s plus 2020. So three-part edition, um, starting off with the 88 Royal Rumble. But before that, uh, guys, what are your first memories of the Royal Rumble? Uh, start with you, Mohammed. Uh, well, my first uh, memories of the Royal Rumble is, uh, 96. Being at my friend's house, uh, being at my friend's house, uh, channel surfing and finding the '97 Royal Rumble on TV. That's my first. It was. It was just airing. Was right TV? Yeah, it was just airing. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, uh, I remember we. I told you before that uh, the sports the oh, channel yeah. used to air all the big fives. Yeah. At random, at random timing. So they were just. Uh, this was just airing, and it was right after the Ahmed Johnson versus Nation of Domination match. Okay. So, like, Johnson was limping to the back. I didn't know what happened after. Uh, then, on the replay, I found out that he just, like, destroyed the whole faction. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, and then that took over, like, uh, what was supposed to be, like, you know, uh, a group of fans hanging out, play, playing cards, doing something. It was just me watching the World Rumble and <laughs> pretending to be an Arabic announcer. <laughs> That's my... And... I remember going into the Rumble. Uh, I was like, I was, I was confused about like, well, these guys have individual matches, are and in the Rumble, do these matches play out during the Rumble? What I, you know? Yeah. Mm. So, this stuff. Mm. What about you, James? What did you... I. Funny enough, I probably watched the Rumble since 1990, but I only remember certain things about it. Only thing I remember is Shawn Michaels coming in number one and winning it. <laughs> I think that was like the best thing ever. And also remember Ric Flair winning his, which we'll definitely talk about that one later. And Shawn Michaels winning again back to back. And just all the little weird things that happened when one particular year, Vader and Yokozuna were both in there as a team yeah. dominating. <laughs> Or you'll like this one, uh, Mass Heater. I remember when the American Badass, when he was Big Evil, Maven, eliminated him with the drop kick, yeah, and yeah. he gave him that look like he messed up some. <laughs> 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 but just different choices. But I always like the Rumble because it's always was exciting and it was fun. And then later on, it was come like a who's who will show up, and you can pop for different people who will disappear out of nowhere. And it's always a good time in January for Royal Rumble. Yeah. And what are your fond memories, Pete? Um, well, I was a casual watcher when, in my younger years. Um, and then when I got into it properly, it was probably around uh, the 2000. 
with the rock that won. Um, it was just getting my hands on it, basically, when I was younger, you know, because we didn't have Sky and that. So, obviously, when I got older, I managed to get uh, Sky. And, um, you know, I could watch it uh, every year. I always like the fact that it's the start, you know, like it's the road to WrestleMania. Yeah. So, it's always a good thing to watch. Um, you know, and like I say, it's always good to think, oh, who's coming back? You always expect a return. Um, like I say, last year with Edge, that was huge. I mm. never expect to see him ever again yeah. in the ring. But, you know, it's exciting. So, yeah, about 2000, that's when I was really back on it. For myself, I'd say... I think the first one I watched was 91. Because um, I, I have... Eighty-eight, eighty-nine, 89 no, I have eight. I have 89 um, and 91 on actual like regular VHS tapes um, and 90 is on a recorded VHS um, the first one I remember watching I want to say is the 91 one though um, at the time you know it's like I still had like the Hasbro's and seeing a lot of the guys that you have the Hasbro form on television. It's a chance to see you know guys mixed up with each other. Um, the first one I watched live was the '98 one on Blur. Um, so like the essentially the, the a, a bootleg watching it live, or it's black and white and fuzzy, um, but. Starting in '99, I ordered it pretty much every year for about about six years until um, the cable provider changed how pay-per-views were done here. Um, then I started watching them um, online on various streaming sites that were live, like Justine TV. I would use, um, but it's always been my favorite event to watch of the year. The undercards can generally be pretty awesome um not so much with the ones we're going to be talking about today but more of like the well i guess 1999 sort of but starting in like 2000 onward they had really good undercards like really great title matches um but i think this year they're probably going to have some sort of uh pat patterson tribute since he created the Royal Rumble, and you know he just passed away yeah, about a month ago. So I think there's a chance of that. Whereas they might rename the Royal Rumble under his name or something like that, which I don't know. If, rightfully so, he deserved it, but I don't know if they do that because you know everybody knows the Royal. Yeah, Rumble. I, I, I don't know if they could do that. Yeah, <clears throat> maybe have like a uh, like a Patterson Trophy or something this year. Yeah, even like Andre the Giant type yeah. uh, kind of deal. And they don't need to do it every year, but I think it'd be kind of cool if they did it this year. Especially if, you know, yeah. Daniel Bryan's holding it up. So, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, alright, start off with the, this this amazing undercard that we have on here. Um, I should talk about the undercard in the main event first, since the Royal Rumble technically wasn't the main event on this one here. Um but we got uh, Ricky Steamboat versus Rick Rude, or Ricky Steamboat defeated Rick Rude, I should say. Um, we have women's tag team titles of Norio Tatino and Itsuka Yamakazi 
versus Judy Martin and Layla Kay, um, managed by Jimmy Hart. Both of those matches, I don't really remember a whole lot of. Um, it's... I think the bigger thing was uh, Hogan and Andre having a contract signing. Yeah. Because, like, even though I watched this a lot on tape back in the day, the, it seems like the thing I watched the most was the Rumble itself. Um, like, the undercard just isn't the only thing to hop out, but... It was granted. It was on USA. It wasn't on pay per view. Um, it wasn't really built around yeah. major feuds or anything. So it was essentially like Saturday night's main event, um, and the main event was actually Haku and Tama versus Paul Roma and Jim Powers. Um, jumping into the Royal Rumble here, run down. I'll run down the list of the entrants that we have here. And once we get to the winner, I'll say who the winner was and then continue. So we have a few s- stars in this match. Um, Bret Hart started off as number one. You got Tito Santana, Butch Reed, Jim Neidhart, Jake Roberts, Harley Race, Jim Brunzel, Sam Houston, Danny Davis, Boris Zukov, Don Morocco, Nikitai Volkov, the winner, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, Ron Bass, B. Brian Blair, Hillbilly Jim, Dino Bravo, The Ultimate Warrior, One Man Gang, and Junkyard Dog. There were only 20 participants in the mm-hmm. initial Royal Rumble. Um, thinking back, it's when you look at the, the people in this match, if there was anybody else who you think could or should have won this year... Granted, you know, Ultimate Warrior is an obvious choice, but with it being on USA and there wasn't, you know, any title opportunities on the line, Jim Duggan was a safe bet because, you know, you had kids around the country watching it because it was live on television. Um, yeah. He, he was your traditional white meat babyface in WWE. Um, you know, he, he wasn't anybody who you were going to push to the moon. So, honestly... This is probably Jim Duggan's big achievement, in my yeah. opinion. Even though he held the U.S. title and TV title in WCW, the TV title in WCW kind of but became a joke. Always, and the US, yeah, but it's always going to be like that. He's, it's always going to associate him with the Royal Rumble. Yes. the first winner. Because I, I think the Royal Rumble outranks his U.S. title run because him having the U.S. title was basically just a MacGuffin. It was just them being like, hey... Let's put it on the patriotic wrestler. It wasn't really like an actual like major thing at the time. I think this is actually mm-hmm. his career-defining moment. I'm perfectly okay with Duggan being the winner here. Um, was there anybody you guys think should have been the winner in this Rumble? Um, well, in the '80s, you you always go with Hogan. I mean, as far as like you the know, actual uh, participants in the match, though. Yeah. Yeah, and I think at that point the match was basically for the under for the mid carders or under carders. Yeah, I don't know. There was, there was this this dropper called the Ultimate Warrior in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, but the Ultimate Warrior was far from a main eventer at that time. Yeah. Oh no, he was not. But I'm looking at it, and you're right. You know, they could have. Yeah, Harley Race. If you want the legend. 
you know, or you could have went with Nikola Volkov. One main game, because, you know, the big guys usually, like, you know, you make it like a battle royal or yeah. the junkie on dog. But I think they could have given, uh-huh. given it to Jake Roberts. Snake, a snake would have been there. I, I, think, I think Jake would have yeah. been a good choice. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. with this list, yeah, you can see this was an experiment. See how it goes. Cause, yeah. Yeah. How about you? everybody Pete? here? Yeah. Well, how about you, Pete? What do you think? Of- um, I'd have probably gone with Duggan as well, to be fair. Um, it'll be Lee Jim. I quite liked him growing up as well. Maybe him. Because oh, it's not like... For, I mean, there's a couple of big names in there, but they're not... Like I say, there wasn't main event stars at that time, so... Right. You know, they they, they was going to make it whether they won this or not. So, it was definitely a mid-carder kind of battle role, I'd say, test the water. Um, mm-hmm. Funnily enough, I have seen this one. I didn't know it was a 20-man. Until I just uh, saw on here. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I, I'd have gone with Duggan. So, yeah. 1989, we have the previous year's winner, Jim Duggan, teaming up with Bret Hart and Jim Knightheart to defeat Dino Bravo. Um, we ha- also have him facing off with um, the fabulous Raju brothers. Um, and they are managed, of course, by Jimmy Hart. And actually, I forgot all about. So this Frank is in the, this this is when they were they were in their American phase, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. We have Rock and Robin defeat Judy Martin, and we have King Haku defeating Harley Race. Which, honestly, thinking back about that match right now, I almost feel like I should go back and revisit that match because that's quite a legendary encounter, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, no, don't forget, I think uh, there was also a post down between Ultimate Warrior and Recruit on the Yeah, still. yeah. <laughs> I, I remember yeah. uh, they had, you know, like the like that stretching bar or something that they were using. In that yeah, match. and Monsoon, Mon- Monsoon and Ventura were, like, fascinated by the bar. They yeah. Like, what? <laughs> what? I, I forgot all about that. <laughs> so, the Royal Rumble, this is the first 30-man Royal Rumble. And it's still not for the title. This is the first Rumble on pay-per-view, though. Um, so the participants we have is Axe and Smash, starting at number one and number two. Andre the Giant, Mr. Perfect, Ronnie Garvin, Greg Valentine, Jake Roberts, Ron Bass, a guy who some people might say is not Ricky Morton, but Shawn Michaels, Bushwhacker <laughs> Butch, the Honky Tonk Man, Tito Santana, Bad News Brown, a guy who definitely is not Shawn Bad Michaels, Marty Jannetty, Randy Savage, Arn Anderson, Tully Blanchard, a guy who definitely is not Shawn Michaels, Hulk Hogan, <laughs> Bushwhacker Luke, Coco Beware, The Warlord, Big Boss Man, Akeem, Brutus Beefcake, The Red Rooster, The Barbarian, The Eventual Winner, Big John Stud, Hercules, Ricky, uh, Rick Martell, I was going to say Ricky Morton, uh, Rick Martell, and uh, <laughs> and Ted DiBiase. Um, yeah, and this is the first uh, winner from the 27th spot. Yeah, wow, yeah, that's yeah, that's true. Um, you know, looking at this one, you would think going in that Hogan would be the winner, um, but 
I mean, Big John Stud is quite the odd choice, in my opinion, to be the winner of this contest. Um, Wait a minute. Um, didn't he have a, something in WrestleMania 2 with Andre? Um, the, well, the, 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 rest, he... the WrestleMania after this would have been WrestleMania uh, 5. Uh, WrestleMania 5, I think. And this is how, like, I, I don't remember the match, but I think Hogan and... Uh... A macho man had like some sort of miscommunication yeah. during the match, or was? Yeah, yeah. This was like the, where the seed was planted, or yeah. So I was just thinking they was having, you know, they just either they was it was still just a Royal Rumble, meaning just just something special yeah. for the pay per view, correct? Or was they yeah, pushing just... John to something else? Because you you look at it, they had all the heavy hitters there. Yeah, you know. They, yeah, I think yeah. Uh, John Stuck was coming off a two year break, I think, or something. Yeah, like yeah. Because before this, he was a heel with Heenan. Then he comes back as a face, but he never really amounts to much with it. Um, it was just kind of an odd choice. Like you think, like I mean, H- Hogan or Savage both make sense um, with Savage being the champion. Um, however, it's like you know, Savage was eliminated by Hogan, which of course you know resulted in Hogan getting out. Um, so that kind of makes sense to eliminate those two, but going into Mania, those two on paper do sound like the two best options. Um, Ted DiBiase is a great choice, but I mean he was the final participant in it um, to get eliminated, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I guess you could have done Andre, but I mean, going in with a heel winner wasn't really the Rumble thing for the first oh. few years. Um, yeah, still. Uh, yeah, I mean, still the match is being uh, is being made, so they're. Yeah, honestly, looking then, through it, if you do have you know Hogan and Savage not winning because of their miscommunication, really the only other big time babyface, pretty much are all tag team wrestlers, honestly. Um, I think it's Jake Roberts again. Yeah, yeah, Jake Roberts the second time would have been was... the possible choice. Mm-hmm. And he was feuding with Andre the Giant. Here's yeah. The thing. yeah. Hulk Hogan eliminated 10 people. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they was pushing that it was it was going to be him winning, so they had to use yeah. that excuse of when him and Macho Man got in. I mean, you know what they say, Hulk Hogan was the 80s Roman Reigns. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, they were saying that back then. They were saying that back then, like Hulk Hogan is like a is like a pre. Uh, anyway, the joke got away from me. Sorry. And, and the thing is, Mister Perfect broke Bret Hart record of the longest person uh, lasting. Bret Hart did twenty five minutes. Mister Perfect did twenty seven minutes. Eventually, no one's going to reach that record later on in the years. <laughs> Because they just ballooned up the longer the yeah. rumbles became. Because <laughs> this rumble only lasted, they say, every two minutes. They don't really say how long it went, but. It's an uh, hour and four minutes. If, yeah, see? <laughs> three seconds. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. 1990. As far as pay per view matches go. We have the Bushwhackers defeating the Fabulous Rajus. We have Brutus Beefcake versus the Genius that ended in a double disqualification. Ronnie Garvin defeating Greg Valentine. 
Jim Duggan defeating the Big Boss Man by DQ, and of course the Royal Rumble. Um, Ted DiBiase and Coco Beware are number one and number two. Marty Jannetty will this be the will be his year this year? No, it will not. Jake the Snake Roberts, Randy Savage, <laughs> Rowdy Roddy Piper, the Warlord, Bret Hart, Bad News Brown, Dusty Rhodes, Andre the Giant, the Red Rooster. Axe, Haku, Smash, Akeem, Jimmy Snuka, Dino Bravo, The Canadian Earthquake, Jim Nightheart, The Ultimate Warrior, Rick Martel, Tito Santana, Honky Tonk Man, The Eventual Winner, No Shock, Hulk Hogan, Shawn Michaels, Finally. The Barbarian, <laughs> Rick Rude, Hercules, and Mr. Perfect. Um, the guy was due for a push by then. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, I didn't. I didn't know. I didn't know earthquake was uh, first called the Canadian earthquake. That's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, like looking at this one on paper, um, I mean Hogan does make the most amount of sense to win it. Um, him or the Warrior, in my opinion, especially going into. Their contest. Well, Hogan was champion. Yeah. Yeah. Hogan was champion going into this one, right? Yep, correct. Mm-hmm. And, um, and let me let me say this: if there was another dimension of thing, Dusty Rose could have won it if it wasn't for the title. If they went back to the Jim Duggan and Big John Stud just for everything. Well, this one Dusty wasn't Rose for, This one wasn't for the title itself, though. Oh, not for the time, I mean, for the main event for, yeah. uh, was it still just, no, no, just a uh, regular Royal Yeah, this was just a royal, a regular Royal Rumble as well. Oh, okay. Sorry. But yeah, Dusty Rose would have won. That would, if they would have believed it, that, you know, different, you know, alternate world and Vince wasn't petty, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How about yourself, oh, yeah. Mohammed? Uh, any people that you think could have been the possible winner other than Hogan? Uh, um, no, I don't think so. I think I think he could have had a heel winner this time, this uh, this time around, and I would have preferred it to be Teddy Biasi, honestly. Dibiase would have made sense, and actually, he he went the distance in this one. Yeah. Forty four minutes. See, ballooned real quick. Yeah. <laughs> How about Come you, Pete? That, Any uh, people you think could have possibly won this year's? Oh, sorry. Um, like I say, if he was going for a heel one this year, I, I would have liked to see Andre win it. Um, like I say, third third rumble, um, and Hogan hadn't won one at this point. You know, yeah. like I say, and he the, definitely uh, needed it. <laughs> His time yeah. to shine. <laughs> I mean, he was only the WWF champion at the time, so exactly, exactly, mm-hmm. not exactly a big um, thing. <laughs> I was like thinking, like I remember, I remember when I watched it the uh, first back, and I was thinking like uh, Mr. Perfect had like a good, I think minute and a half him and the Hogan as the final two. Yeah, yep. I was thinking like this guy is shining, and even Hogan, Hogan tossed him up over the over the you know the steel pillar that holds the ring. That if if that rumble yeah. was set nowadays with the internet fans in attendance. That would have been one of those shows where they would have, fans, yeah, they they would have cheering. Perfect yes, yeah, they, 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 it would have been a total Mr. Perfect crowd. People would have, like 
people <laughs> people chatting with each other online would have been like, "This is it. This is this is Kurt Hennig's year. He's gonna do it. He's gonna go on to win the title at WrestleMania." Blah blah blah. Um, it totally would have been that. I'm canceling cancel my pay per view subscription. Hogan Hogan won. Damn it. <laughs> There, there, there would have been the meme of of Vince laughing. It would have been like, ha ha, Hogan won. Ha, yeah. Ha. yeah, Hogan wins love. Well, of course, because let's see, he's Hogan's number twenty five. He eliminated six people in thirteen minutes. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think at that point, like if if it was the internet crowd, Hogan would have been booed starting from WrestleMania five. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. so. Where he beat Macho Man all the way up to this one. Up yeah. to this. Easily, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I wouldn't mind Mr. Perfect. But I'm saying Dusty Rhodes because internet fans would be like, "That's Dusty Rhodes," you know, the Southern fans like, "Hey, that's that's the American Dream." He couldn't let him lose yeah. and everything <laughs> like that. So, and for non big person just to give to someone to push them, woo, that's interesting. Yeah, I go with Ted DiBiase. Yeah, the thing mm-hmm. is, they can always give you a hill winner. I have them turning heel at the Rumble. So yeah. it's not like a savage heel did it. You're like, oh my God, what happened? He back, he turned his back on his friend or his tag partner to win in, then you can just go from there. Yeah. So that's like, yeah. um, that's why I kind of liked in, like in TNA when Robert Roode, when he turned heel after he won the title, I always thought that was pretty cool because yeah. it was him, you know, being like, oh, you know, I finally won it. Um, and then he turns heel. I thought that was like a perfect heel turn. I'm always surprised they really haven't done that much with the Royal Rumble because it pretty much writes itself for like a face to go in and win it, and then all of a sudden, you know, becomes super cocky the night after, or even you know, two months down the line, going into WrestleMania. Because mm-hmm. it's still yeah. babyface dream. Yes, you know, gotta yeah. conquer the biggest bad guy. So yeah, that would be nice to do that though. So 1991, um, this one I think I watched the most out of on VHS, probably until, I'd say probably until 96. Um, I, I I think, yeah, I, I, I think the first time I saw this was probably about, I was probably about five, so it was probably about 93. So there was like a three-year period where I just burned through this VHS tape all the time. Um but we have uh, the Rockers of Janetti and Shawn Michaels versus the Orient Express of Kato and Tanaka. Big Boss Man defeated the Barbarian. Um, the, t- the title match was in the middle of the card here. Um, Sergeant Slaughter defeated the Ultimate Warrior with the help of oh, Randy yeah. Savage. Um, the Mountie defeated Coco Beware. And Ted DiBiase and Virgil defeated Dustin and Dusty Rhodes. Yeah, no one says no to the Macho King. That's that's part. right. <laughs> and uh, I just want to say what was weird about this match lineup: mm-hmm. the Rockers and the Orient Express, Bossman and Barbarian went uh, nineteen and fourteen minutes. Yeah, yeah. And even Slaughter went twelve, but then the Mountie versus Coco Beware went nine, and Dibiase and Virgil versus the Rhodes was less than ten minutes. Yeah, kind of feel like they need to yeah. flip those around. Yeah, <laughs> this is funny. <laughs> But of course, I mean, you really can't go wrong with a high energy opening match. So the Rockers and Orient Express makes sense as the opener. But yeah, mm-hmm. the, the the runtime is definitely a little different. 
But of course, you know, nowadays you kind of want that cool-off match in between, like, the two big ones. So, you know, Dibiase and Virgil versus the Rhodes. Not that it necessarily feels like a cool-off match, but having it with the shorter runtime kind of makes sense. Even though yeah, I guess is. in the past couple of years they really haven't been doing as many cool-off matches anymore. That was more of like a... Like a... 2009 to like 2014 thing where they would always throw like the women in like right before the main event to cool everyone off before the title match so mm-hmm. I guess stuff really has kind of changed in the past five years Yeah, and it's not really wrong to say you look at Bossman and Barbarian I have to go 15 see <laughs> you just, like was it really that important but that's all alright the Royal Rumble itself we have Starting at number one, Brett the Hitman Hart, Dino Bravo, Greg Valentine, Paul Roma, Texas Tornado, Kerry Von Erich, Von Erichs. Fucking Von Borix. Those guys, let me tell you something. Major League Wrestling, you're going to bore the hell out of us over the next few weeks. Let me say one thing. Texas Tornado, he he knew to shame the name. So he's just like, yeah. Texas Tornado, so you know, at least he had a little excitement. Well, Not all that much, but a little bit. Plus, the, plus that era <laughs> he, of uh, Eric, He didn't change his own name, name, though. It was changed by, you know, Vince, like a... Yeah. Sort of like, well, no, I, no, he doesn't have any history for this. Yeah. Or, he's plus, a Texas Tornado. Even Vince uh, was ahead of the curve in knowing that the Bon Eric thing does not carry. <laughs> exactly, see? Um, we have Rick Martell, Saba Sanaba, uh, Bushwhacker Butch, Jake Roberts, Hercules, Tito Santana, The Undertaker, Undertaker, Yay. his first appearance, <laughs> Jimmy Snuka, The British Bulldog, Smash, Hawk. We have Shane Douglas in this match. Um, I know a Dean Douglas. I don't know Shane Douglas. <laughs> Randy Savage did not show up. Animal, Crush, Jim Duggan, Earthquake, Mr. Perfect will be his year this year. Oh, nope, because Hulk Hogan is the winner. Um, We have Haku, (laughs) Jim Nightheart, Luke, Brian Nobbs, The Warlord, and Tugboat. Could be Luke. Wait a minute now. Are you trying to say that Hulk Hogan couldn't win it twice? Come on now. It's Hulk Hogan. I got to say this before we go into the winner, Savage. Savage did not show because apparently the Ultimate Warrior was chasing him around the arena. Yeah. <laughs> so it was a 29-man rumble. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yep. On paper, going in, especially if you know with the build-up towards Hogan versus Slaughter, it makes sense that Hogan is the winner here. Um, I'm honestly not going to say there's anyone else who could have or should have on this one. It For... for Booking sense, even though it wasn't for the number one contender shot, shot, it was just you know still just a regular Royal Rumble. It still makes sense for the momentum going in for it to be Hogan to, as the winner on this one. Uh, Mohammed, how about yourself? Um, well, I think this is going to be my answer for the next few. <laughs> I mean, there should have been one winner, and that that was the Undertaker. But he was just getting started, my friend. That was his first one. <laughs> Now, Jim Duggan and Big John. No, looking at that, looking at Duggan, Dan, I don't think there's anyone else who could have, you know, 
Mm, I mean, mm-hmm. wasn't anyone they were gonna push like to that uh, to the point of being you know that big star? Right. So. Mm-hmm. He got eliminated by the Legion of Doom. See, so blame them. James, how about yourself? I will have to say, yeah, still go. It could have been, you know, upcoming uh, future Hall of Famer Bret Hart. It could have been uh, Savage if done take. Sorry, if the Ultimate Warrior wasn't chasing him around the building. <laughs> but of course, it has to be Hulk Hogan. Um, or the British Bulldog, as against the established person. But they had to make Hogan, you know, better by winning it twice. I mean, and I, I, think, I, think say, year, I think since the I'm, I wasn't following, but I think since the uh, Warrior beat him for the title, like Hogan needed like this big win to yeah. just you know yeah, he and, that and, guy and, to go into WrestleMania. And guys, he he did extra work. He 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 did it twenty one minutes, six minutes longer than his sorry, uh, nine minutes longer, and he moved up two spots. That being number twenty six, he's twenty four. And he eliminated one extra person, so he used the workhorses for oh, yeah. So there you go. You know, you know why? You know, you know why? Because he because he added extra vitamins to his regimen. <laughs> exactly. He eliminated tugboat for God's sakes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and earthquake. Pete, how about yourself? The- uh, um, I'd have gone with Mister Perfect on this one. Um, you know, his name was mentioned in the last couple. To say he could have done it, but like I say, Hogan, he was a star player back then, so anything with Hulk Hogan's name in, he was winning it. So, and uh, also he had the most eliminations as well, which um, yeah. don't surprise me. No, I remember, oh. I remember about this rumble. Uh, uh, sorry, Pete, uh, I'll, I'll just add this in there. Uh, I remember about this rumble when uh, it was Hogan, Earthquake, and one of the Nasty Boys. Brian, no. And neither Monsoon nor Piper on commentary the, even bothered to, to identify which one. They just said, look at the nasty boy. Yeah. They <laughs> <laughs> just throw out and let Pete do it. Rick Martell said I, I, I agree with Pete. You were saying that, uh, like, uh, you know, that Hogan was like the big, uh, you know, has to win everything. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. The Roman Reigns of uh, that era. Yeah. Um, no, at that, yeah. Point, at that point, they were calling him the John Cena of the era. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, P. You can finish. Oh no, I was done. I was done. I'd say Mister Perfect. I, I was a big fan of his growing up. Every yeah, time I saw him, I thought he was really cool. British Bulldog. Throw his name out there as well, just Perfect. because. Of course. Just, I, wonder, yeah, I wonder what. Obviously. I mean, why would you say British Bulldog, Pete? What What do you and him have in common? <laughs> Like British Bulldogs, that's what it is. That's what it is. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, well, yeah, I don't know. Taker. Yeah. <laughs> um, Taker as well. Good star power. You know, just coming in first one. And uh, yeah. Rick Martel set to do long longevity record at fifty-two minutes and seventeen seconds. Almost close to that hour. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. that. That's mm-hmm. what arrogance gets you. That's right. Of course. <laughs> The best. Yeah, Mr. Perfect really was the original Ziggler. Ziggler always gets compared to him, but this definitely would have been, you know, going in, people online really would have been clamoring that, you know, Perfect needs to win, and if he didn't win, he's he's buried, blah, blah, blah. So it definitely would have had that situation, you know, 20 or 30 30 years ago. Um, God damn, 30 years ago, that's crazy. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So, 
we're going into 1992 now. Um, we have Jim Neidhart. The first high-stakes rumble, I guess. Which one? The first high-stakes rumble. Then. Yes. Yep. Um, we have Jim Neidhart and Owen Hart defeating Kato and Pat Tanaka. We have Roddy Piper defeating the Mountie. We have the Beverly Brothers defeating the Bushwhackers. And the Natural Disasters defeating the Legion of Doom by Countout. Um, so here's the Royal Rumble. It is the f- Royal Rumble that is for the WWF title. So the sec- the first of two times that has happened. We have number one, the British Bulldog. Number two, Ted DiBiase, um, which... Well, Ted DiBiase's shorter run times, he's usually been a, a workhorse in these Not matches. Um, number three, we have the new longest run time for a star at one hour with Ric Flair, who is Woo. the eventual winner. Uh, Jerry Sags, Haku, Shawn Michaels, uh, Tito uh, Santana, uh, the Barbarian, Texas Tornado, Repo Man, Greg Valentine, Nikolai Volkov, Big Boss Man, Hercules, Roddy Piper, Jake Roberts, Jim Duggan, IRS, Jimmy Snuka, The Undertaker, Randy Savage, Berserker, Virgil, Cole Mustafa, uh, Rick Martell, Hulk Hogan, Skinner, Sergeant Slaughter, Sid Justice, and The Warlord. Um, you know, on paper, it makes sense to put the belt on Flair because that way you can build up for the, the heel champion to lose at Mania. Um, you know, of course, it was supposed to be him and Hogan originally, which would have been gold on paper for WWF, yeah. but, you know, WCW struck first on it. I I think I think Flair was the perfect choice for this Rumble here itself. You could have done Sid and had him lose it to Hogan. You could have had Savage and had him retain or lose it to Flair at WrestleMania. But I, I, I think Flair winning it was perfect because I think the match with him and Savage at Mania is excellent. I love that match. How about yourself, Muhammad? Any thoughts on the winner of this one? Uh, well, it should have been the Undertaker. <laughs> I mean, hear me out here. He was screwed out of the title on Tuesday in Texas. He he, he was. <laughs> Already a one-time champion uh, at this point. Yeah. But, no, I think I think it was the perfect storm of, like, uh, you know, the championship is at risk and everything. And I think people were already starting, you know, to get a little fatigued from, Hulk, yeah. from the Hulk Hogan era. So it had to be someone new. And thank God they didn't go with Sid. Yeah. <laughs> James? So it was, I think it was a perfect time. I think Ric Flair was the, you know, if it's not going to be the Undertaker, I guess Ric Flair was, you know, the the perfect. Choice. That's right. <laughs> James, yeah. Thank you, Masid. This is one of my favorites for reasons because Ric Flair went sixty minute man number three. And this, yep. to me, was the most loaded Royal Rumble at its time. Yep. You had Flair, DiBiase, uh, Young Shawn Michaels. You had 
Greg Valentine, Nikola Volkov, Piper, Roberts, Duggan, Undertaker, Savage, Hogan. Basically, all your heavy hits. All in one World Rumble for the title. And Red Flag came in there and did what he does best. And it it, it was beautiful. And I, I just love it because just... And then the promo at the end mm-hmm. was just best thing. Like I said, perfect. And Bobby Heenan, like, we yeah. told you so. Ain't to say we told you so, but... <laughs> so we, t- we told you so. <laughs> and it was just great everything. Me too. I love, I love the whole promo and stuff like that. Yeah. And you mean, you like, like, take that cigarette out. <laughs> just yeah. randomly stuff. And With a tear in my eye. My eyes. <laughs> and, and I like how they did the Sid Justice thing with Hogan. It, it was lame, but they had to do that to make Flair wings. You're thinking like, all right, Sid Justice came in number 29. Rick Flair was number three. That should just flip him over, and that's it. Match over. But I like how Hogan interfered and everything, but I just but it, loved it. It was kind of a bizarre way to do it. I mean, like, yeah. I, I, don't you think I w- you would have gone the other way with Hogan and Sid? Like Hogan tosses Sid over, mm-hmm. and then Sid, and then Sid is the asshole who pulls him over after the match. Mm-hmm. It just shows that Hogan know, was always reason, a heel. For some and reason, Hogan face. came up as a jerk in this match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he's Hogan. It's Hogan. <laughs> he can't make him a heel because the thing is, Hogan was upset that Sid eliminated him. So I guess they posed him because I guess Sid Justice was to be a good guy because you know Justice in his name. <laughs> <laughs> and Hogan just like, oh, you screwed me. Now I'm going to screw you. Yay, Hogan's still the good guy. It was weird in the 90s. We don't understand about mm-hmm. that. But no, nah, it was just great. And or I couldn't think of anybody else. Sorry, Master Heater, but not the Undertaker. Not. <laughs> uh, there's, no, uh, there's no sense of justice in this uh, in this podcast. No. <laughs> the guy, the guy should have the champion anyway. <laughs> And what you thought about it, Pete? Um, Flair was the obvious winner. Uh, the obvious choice, sorry. Um, I loved his promo at the end. It was fantastic. Um, I don't know. If he was going with a heel one, maybe Piper. Maybe. Um, but, oh. yeah, obvious choice was Flair. You know, looking at that list. It was his, it was the right time for, for, him, for him, sorry. Um, it's been a while since I watched it, but, you know. Yeah, I'll go with Flair, definitely. All right. So now we're in 1993. We're officially in a new era of WWF at this point. The uh, new generation. The new yeah. generation. Um, it has a <laughs> completely different vibe. This one, I think 93 and 94 in general, the whole, both years, not just Rumble, but all their pay-per-views and – Raws just had a really different vibe in '93 and '94. I mean, it was truly a new generation because you'd look up and down the card and you'd see like now uh, you got you got Bret Hart is a completely different character than you know. Yeah, that that uh, very first thing. Shawn Michaels is a different character. Yeah. You had Razor Ramon and Diesel now are in this. The Undertaker has purple gloves now. You know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's a, it's a, it's a Muhammad gave it to him. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Which side note? I I uh, I saw the um, I was at Brandon's last night, and I actually saw you know the Undertaker set. Holy shit! That is an incredible uh, gift box. The yeah. one that you guys got. That's incredible. The thirty year set. Yes. Yeah. Yes. All right. So 
1993, we start off with the Steiner Brothers versus the Beverly, defeating the Beverly Brothers. We have Shawn Michaels as the Intercontinental Champion defeating Marty Jannetty. In 14 minutes and 20 seconds, that's enough time for Marty Jannetty to shine before he gets his ass back to get some more cocaine or something, whatever he's doing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he'll definitely never be a guest on this podcast. <laughs> um, which he actually uh, he he actually did he actually uh, asked me for for that one time in okay da- Dallas or land yeah uh, Dallas um, he 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 uh, it was at uh, WrestleCon he WrestleCon ver- yeah, yeah he very strongly put his arm around me and was asking me if I had anything and I was like I've never met you before man uh nope but he. Like Br- Br- Brandon was standing by there, he looking was, all weird. He was high off his ass on that WrestleCon. Yeah, and th- and then uh, Brian Christopher comes by and tells him that he found something and that they need to go now. So Janetti, you know, let go of the pressure he had on my uh, my shoulders and walked off. And Brandon and I just looked at it there like, um, but that really does fucking happen. So yeah. <laughs> This um, must have been before I before I met him at the same WrestleCon because he was like, he was so happy and he was dancing and then like uh, you know he, he he came in for the I I paid for a picture with him and he came in like his cheek is right is pressed right next to me. This was at the Dallas one. Yeah. Okay. Because a year and he has his hands up like he's dancing in it and uh... a year later at the Orlando one he was actually in a Rumble match at uh, WrestleCon. Um, and he came in. I think he was. I think it was like a. I'm not sure if it was a 30. I think it was a 20 man rumble. He came. He was one of the, like the last like 10 entrants. I want to say, um, but he comes into the ring completely like, it's like Most- high, yeah. And the entire um, venue is chanting, you know, that he's messed up and everything. It's it's a sad sight to see. Um, but yeah, two two years in a row, different uh, Marty Jannetty stories. One actually you know, very, very personal, but yeah. Um, so going back to the thank card, God he turned his life around. That's that's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, we got Bam Bam Bigelow defeating the Big Boss Man, um, and then we also have title match: Bret the Hitman Hart as champion. Yes, Bret Hart as champion. So it d- definitely is the new generation here. Defeating Razor Ramon. Um, this Royal Rumble is the very first Royal Rumble where the winner gets a shot at the championship. Um, yeah, and it's also the only Royal Rumble where Caesar and Cleopatra are escort you all the way to WrestleMania. Yes, yes, <laughs> that that is that, that is also true. Mm-hmm. So we have. That's what I add to this podcast: useless information. Anyway, that's right. <laughs> uh. Rick Flair and Bob Backlund are starting off at number one and two. Um, oh, that's such a good start. <laughs> Backlund here, I actually didn't even realize this. I've watched this Rumble plenty of times. I didn't really realize mm-hmm. uh, that his, until looking at previously at Flair's time, that his uh, record actually even to the second ties with Flair's, it looks like. Um, mm-hmm. Um. So we have Ric Flair, Bob Backlund, Papa Shango, Ted DiBiase, Brian Nobbs, Virgil, Jerry Lawler, Max Moon, um, 
Gennaro Gennaro. Um, Mr. Perfect, Skinner, Coco Beware, Samu, Berserker, The Undertaker, Terry Taylor, yeah. uh, Damien Demento, IRS, Tatanka, uh, uh, Jerry Sags, Typhoon, uh, Fatu, Earthquake, Carlos Colon, Tito Santana, Rick Martel, the eventual winner, Yoko Zuna, Owen Hart, Repo Man, and Randy Savage. Um, um, one thing, Joe, because mm-hmm. Master Heater is going to let us know. Yes, <laughs> Master Heater, we know he should have won, and he was definitely screwed because Giant Gonzalez made it. Who was not in the Royal Rumble? Damn, eliminate Giant the Undertaker. Yeah. There you go. Exactly. What kind, what kind of a what kind of a what kind of a promotion were they running back then? Anyone can come into the match and just. Um... <laughs> Um, you know what? Screw Gonzalez. Screw Harvey Whippleman. Screw <laughs> <Nick and laughs> so going into this one, since you were having Brett going in as a babyface champion, it kind of makes sense for a heel to win it. Um, Yokozuna is a great choice. Um, it could have been Flair had you know contract situations gone by smoother because you could have had. Uh, Flair versus Brett 2 at Mania even though you know they just had their match a few months earlier so it really wouldn't have been as in demand um, looking at the mm-hmm. list I mean I guess you yet again we could always say Mr. Perfect but you know they really wanted to push Yokozuna as the monster heel and you know having him win yeah, that, this... way, uh, that way Hulk Hogan's victory will mean a lot more <laughs> yeah um which it's it's sadly true that's basically what this sets up for is mainly just for Hogan to uh eventually beat the man that beats Brett so yeah i mean p- plus we had you know Randy Savage attempt to pin Yokozuna in this match as well um yeah so h- how about yourself Muhammad any thoughts on the winner of this contest no, I think I think it should have been Yokozuna from I mean, if it wasn't going to be the Undertaker because of you know, fucked up Giant Gonzalez coming in and yeah. coming over when he's not even in it. <laughs> but, but I think uh, no, nah, Yokozuna I think was a perfect choice for it. And even though he went for a pinfall, that last exchange between Yokozuna and Randy Savage had you like believing that Savage might actually uh, yeah. Hold the spot. But uh, no, it was no, it was like the perfect like you know. Uh, I mean, I don't think it's far fetched when we say Yokozuna was like built like this casual level heel coming. No, he was, yeah. How about and, some games? Yeah, yeah. Oh, but, yeah. No, I have no uh, no quarrels with the with the winner this year. Yokozuna was a good choice. And, uh, How about you, James? And I agree with Muhammad. The Undertaker got screwed. So yes, um, yeah, this is what the Rumble's supposed to be for uh, for heels. You dominate. You do. Uh, you hide their weaknesses. You know, Yokozuna came in number twenty-seven. Yeah, uh, Fifteen minutes. Yeah, and eliminated seven people <laughs> within that time. He basically cleaned house, which he should be doing. Anybody else that could have won it? Um, Rick Flair, Mr. Perfect. I also like that they started using outside people like Tenru and uh, Titus Colon. 
Yes. And who else they had in that? Yeah, Carlos Colon, which you said. But no, it was a good rumble and stuff like that. It's just it's when you start getting, like you said, into the definitely new generation of the Repo Man and Amy and Demento and like just eye rolling, Coco Beware and Skinner. <laughs> so, these I mean, uh, I, I mean, honestly, uh, uh, now that I'm looking at this list again, I think an argument could have been made for the Repo Man. <laughs> uh, that Papa Shango, you know, uh, was only there for like 28 seconds. <laughs> but, <laughs> but what do you think, uh, Pete? Yeah, I'd have gone with Yokozuna because obviously they needed a big heel. So when Hogan came back at WrestleMania 9, he could just, you know, completely destroy what probably one of the best WrestleManias to date. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I'd have just gone with Yokozuna because, like I say, it was, it was, this rumble was just building for Hogan to win the belt at Mania. That, that, um, I don't think that was their original intention, though. With the... How was it not? Was it? No, I, I, I know he came. Yeah. Oh, I, I think in. it might have been in the back of Vince's mind. But from what the story of Hogan going into Mania was, you know, he he was still in question if he whether or not he was actually going to be at Mania that year. Um, so I think once Hogan was officially on for Mania, on board for Mania, yeah, I think Vince was like, you know, let's do something to get the belt back on him because, you know, he got to put those butts in those seats. So, you know, yeah, he was the guy. Because Yakuzuna regained it real quick. I mean, he did. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, because some reason it posed have been Brett versus Hogan, but Hogan politicked out of that, that he didn't think him and Brett would be uh, realistic. Cause you know, Brett is smaller than what? Hulk Hogan. Yes. Something I mean, like I mean, that. At WrestleMania, he looked into his eyes and he saw that, uh, you know, the fire of the Hulkamania uh, still burns in him. You guys remember that promo? Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they just figured that, you know, give it to Hogan because uh, did Brett even Hogan even have a match around this time? I don't think so. No. I don't think they never did it. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, Hogan the whole Rumble, no. I mean, that whole after even Mania, anything around that and stuff like that. Uh-uh. So I just remember. Hogan losing to Lokozuna with the camera thing, and then there you go. It just disappeared after yeah. that. Yeah, he lost at King of the Ring. Mm-hmm. That was basically it. Yeah. So. Yeah, and the, the good thing about uh, Rumbles as well, which I like, that it starts rivalries yes. heading into Mania. Yeah. Um, one rivalry that I'm sure we'll all agree that none of us wanted to see was Undertaker and John <laughs> Gonzalez at Mania. Come on, oh, no, no, I love I love Undertaker just as much as the next person, but you reminded me and you got God. me hard again. Like I don't know, like screw them again. It should have been Undertaker yeah, I, versus Nakazuna. That's a... yeah, but it, my God, I, I remember oh, going okay. in. Go and ahead, that though. drop was stretched all the way to SummerSlam too, Pete. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a match we didn't want to see at Mania. It was good oh. awful. Uh huh. I thought he was going to say something. Yep, I, I remember going into this one. This is the first Rumble that I knew. I didn't watch it obviously live. I watched a couple months later on when it came out to rent. But I remember going into this one that I wanted Undertaker Twin because Undertaker and Brett were my two guys at that time. They were the first two guys I really latched on to. Um, 
so you know on paper thinking about it you know Brett versus Taker again a face versus face match it could have been pretty huge honestly at Mania but you know life unfolds in a different way and we got what we got that yeah. year <laughs> Ironically, ironically, we're going to cover Undertaker versus Brett face versus face yes. a couple years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just want to say, stop complaining because thanks to John Gonzalez, we got that cool WrestleMania 9 intro with the Undertaker with the Vulture, okay? Never done true. it again. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> and we got, um, we got the very cool, you know, Undertaker coming back after being chloroformed today. <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> honestly, that, uh, honestly, I love that. Uh, I love that moment because, like, you know, Paul Bear tries to hold the mech, and this is the yeah. first time like I'm like, hey, get off me, man! I'm gonna show. And also, <laughs> the first mania that we got to see uh, Jim Ross as well. Yes, yep, yeah, first mania. Yes, and Atoga and all. Atoga, yeah. Atoga. <laughs> and Bobby Heenan on the count. Yep, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so 1994. We got Tatanka uh, beating Bam Bam Bigelow. We got the Quebecers, which has a guy in there who is now, you know, still wrestling in Ring of Honor and PCO. Um, yeah. Uh, defeating Brett and Owen Hart. I'm guessing this is before he hooked up a car battery to his <laughs> That it is. <laughs> and, you know, this, this, this match with Brett and Owen is definitely worth of note because it leads to... Owen's heel turn and you know what could have been, yeah <laughs> what could have been a a fantastic career um it's you know Owen's definitely one of the uh the greats and this right here was his big turning point and then you know he gets completely made at mania also um oh yeah you know he he mm-hmm. 94 was a great year for him um that we they have. had the big, uh, they had the big steel cage at SummerSlam. SummerSlam, yeah. Mm-hmm. Fantastic, fantastic storytelling with Brett and Owen, honestly. Yeah, mm-hmm. like it was a slow burn too. Like yeah. uh, it started at Survivor Series with the Hearts. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, side note for that SummerSlam, I remember when I rented that. Even though I already knew that Brett won. When I watched that match on uh, tape, it was such a great match that I was still, like, getting into it. Like, it was the very first time it was airing live, even though it was, like, you know, probably three months later. But it still it still just hooked me. That yeah. it, it, was, it was great storytelling, a great angle. They had some great matches, and... Yeah, I mean, even this match here was actually pretty good. It actually had a 16-minute and 48-second runtime, so that's good for a tag team match especially. It was. And, if I remember correctly, it was like as if it's not that Owen came into this match planning to screw Brett, but he snapped. Or... Yes, yep. Because <laughs> Brett lost it for him. But also, yeah. still a master heater gimmick, do not overlook the best managers of managers during that time, Johnny Polo. That's right, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm waiting for it to come. Quote, quote the polo, nevermore. Exactly. <laughs> um, we have Razor Ramon defending the Intercontinental title against IRS. Uh, then we have Yokozuna defending the title oh, against God. The Undertaker <laughs> in a casket match. Uh, which also... Honestly, 
I mean, th- I, think of I that. mean 90... he got beat up by 10 people. Uh, of course he was. 94 honestly has some pretty good storytelling that stretches out most of the year. Like, th- this actually built up to, you know, SummerSlam and Survivor Series, so it, it did a really good job of as far as, like, doing it's the speedrun. Yeah, it set up everyone perfectly. Yeah, yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. Pete, you're trying to tell me back in 1990, let me get this straight, what was the year? 94. 94? That was long-term booking in WWE? Sorry, WWE? <laughs> yeah. Shocking. Yeah. <laughs> they, 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 had, they had a 10-month t- t- plan at this time. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Like, like they started, like, Undertaker and Yokozuna started the rivalry in January, ended in November. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so I mean, I mean, that's long term. Oh, and, and one more thing, mm-hmm. one more thing. Screw Chuck Norris. Yes, got heat <laughs> on Chuck Norris. Bruce Lee all the way. He was there to prevent outside interference. Yeah. What because in the first match, there were ten people who came in and <laughs> okay assaulted so, the other. So come at me, Chuck Norris and Chuck Norris fans. He failed because he's a loser. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Royal Rumble. Itself. Hold up! Oh, no, 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 no! I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Before we get to mm-hmm. hold up, how did Chuck Norris uh, fail? He was at the Survivor Series. He he stopped ringside interference from Jeff Jarrett and I guess a couple of other guys. I don't remember. Uh, Cru- <laughs> Je- Jarrett Crush, I believe. Um, Ooh, I think who else was in there? But yeah, there, there was a few been... people he did stop in at at the Survivor Series. It was cool that like uh, the same guys who were at the Survivor Series were, uh, did actually interfere in this match. Too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no. And I just and then I only brought up to know because I was looking at it and I'm like, yeah, I remember Chuck Norris did the Survivor Series thing. I'm like, man, you failed. Stop. <laughs> okay, but go ahead. Joe. All right. So <laughs> I just want to throw out a Chuck Norris thing. <laughs> we have Scott Steiner starting off with Samu. We have Rick Steiner, Quang, Ooh. Owen Hart. Uh, Bart Gun, Wang the martial artist. That's right. Uh, Diesel, Diesel becoming one of the first uh, guys that you know really get a big rub at the Rumble because he eliminates. Let's see how many people? One, two, three, four. Well, I, I guess it's really Same. not a lot, but I mean, at the no, time, no, no, he did seven. You just counted how many he eliminated at that time, but it was total seven. Yeah, so he he did, he did a pretty good amount on it. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, Bob Backlund, Billy Gunn, Virgil, Randy Savage, Jeff Jarrett, Crush, Doink the Clown, Bam Bam Bigelow, Mabel, uh, <laughs> Thurman Sparky Plug. So what what what, what 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 a name for a hardcore Holly at that time. Um, I know. Then we have Shawn Michaels, Mo. How, how to feel to be in that? How to feel to be in that match? <laughs> um, um, I, I mean, I mean, I was more focused on my rapping back at the time. That's right. You know, made on a mission with taking off and. Oh my god, this rumble! <laughs> I remember seeing it. And I remember who was in it. Jesus. <laughs> we have Greg Valentine, uh, Tatanka, the Great B- Kabuki, um, Lex Luger, who was one of the eventual co-winners, um, Tenero again, Boston Booger, Rick Martel. Number 27, yet again, another co-winner, Bret Hart, Fatu, Marty Jannetty, and Adam Baum. Um, 
I'm, honestly, they missed the boat on it. I think Adam Bumka had potential to be like one of their, I don't know, like one of their big mid card uh, yeah. guys. It's it's called that new generation. Okay, he's is he Nuclear Man from Superman Four or <laughs> <laughs> he got special well, power? He was perfect for the new generation. A Nuclear Man. With, you just said it. <laughs> but he didn't have no nuclear power. Oh, I mean, at, oh, le- at, le- at least WCW did not miss the boat on Wrath. That's yeah, I agree. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So just say, all oh, he had no, is- wait, no, wait. He did run into Kevin Nash and didn't die out. <laughs> yeah, only thing out of bomb had, he had nuclear-looking eyes, and that's about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. No, but he also did this thing with his hand where a nuclear explosion uh, happens above the ring. <laughs> yes, they did. <laughs> all right, so... Luger and Brett won. Um, it, I would, I would rather just have said Brett won it, but Brett, it, yeah. it, it makes mm-hmm. sense to have Brett wrestle twice and Yoko wrestle twice. But at the same time, it could have also made sense for Yoko to go in completely fresh and to Brett to be the babyface that overcame two victories that night. Luger really didn't add much to it. Um, I don't mind it being a co-winner thing because they did, you know, each guy wrestling twice. But I do think Brett, overall, at least when I think about the Royal Rumble 94, Brett is who I usually consider to be the real winner because he came out of WrestleMania as champion. Uh, How about yourself, Muhammad? Yeah, I think the better start would have been for Brett to win win it by himself. Uh, I do understand that, you know, the Luger thing was... They were tying up the loose end from SummerSlam yeah. the previous year because, which is weird because Luger lost by disqualification, so nothing was solved on that. Yeah. <laughs> but, but no, I think I think I think Bret Bret Hart was the was the correct was you know the right choice to be the winner. It was his time. It's also the good story of you know Yokozuna beating him the year before, and now he's coming back for revenge. And he overcame, and he overcame, uh, and he overcame. You know, Owen Hart just completely destroying his leg the yeah. night, the same night. That is a good story. The only, the only thing I would have changed was it would have been Bret Hart versus the Undertaker at WrestleMania. <laughs> and, you know, that's... <laughs> James, um, what do you got? Yeah, this was like I said, interesting. You had Man on the Mission, so you had Mabel, who mm-hmm. only eliminated one person. Which, huh? no, oh yeah, sorry, because about a group of people eliminated him in less than 10 minutes. So yeah, this is clearly mid-90s WWE Royal Rumble with Quang and Bunk the Clown, which I was a fan of, Fashion Booger, but again, they throwing out outside people like the Great Kabuki and uh, Tim Roo and other people. But yeah, I agree, Bret Hart was a deserving winner. And this is like a short Royal Rumble. This is less than 55 minutes. Thank God. (laughs) But most people still think it was a botch, which I kind of think it was a botch because if you just look at it, it was just weird. It looked like Brett's supposed to win, but then Vince kept pushing Lex, so you have to have Lex do something. I thought it was weird that Lex went straight to the championship match while Brett had to go against on and win it, 
which to me was the better story overall, no matter mm-hmm. what. So mm-hmm. it's the like, idea yeah, that uh, you know, by the time they got to the main event, there was a level playing field where the champion and the challenger already competed. Yes, because mm-hmm. it's like okay, yeah, bro, like, and it, and I love it just to go with. Yeah, Orin, you got me. You, you you beat me, little brother. But I'm the champion, so <laughs> you know, <laughs> which even made it even better because Orin looked like, well, that just overshadowed my victory over you now because you're the champion. Oh my so. god, that shot of Owen, that shot of Owen looking at yeah. Brett, at yeah. at the end, that was gold. Exactly. So yeah, I'll go with y'all that Brett was the true thing, and Lex, Lex Luger's just there for. Yeah, we kept him pushing like the next Hogan, and we need to do something with him. And uh, he lost. Yeah, he lost. So move on. So, what do you think, Pete? Because I know you're going for Bastion Booger. Who was it? (laughs) (laughs) Poor guy. Poor poor Bastion Booger didn't compete even. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, I'd I'd have gone with Brett too. I can I can see why they had Lex was the co winner. It's like say, was it was this year that Hogan left? Yeah. All right in saying that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So obviously Lex, it was supposed to be the new Hogan. Um, I, I didn't like that at all. I couldn't stand him, to be honest. You so didn't Brett, like the Lex Express? No. Sorry. <laughs> I'm a bit <laughs> hail on that one and say, fuck Lex Luger. <laughs> um, oh. Yeah, Brett Hart was the <laughs> choice. <laughs> okay, yeah. Add another name to the list of people who we cannot get on the list. <laughs> um, you know, we have seen in recent years co-winners of a rumble, um, but hey, at least Vince didn't come out and tear both his quads on this one. <laughs> I, I was thinking that too. <laughs> I changed the you know, Restart the match. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, looking at there. this, please. The right. Oh, sorry. Hang on. Oh, go on. I'm no, looking at. No, oh, sorry. Come on. I'm just saying, looking at this list of people in this room, well, you know, a bit of a shit show, really, ain't it? With who's in it. Um, he has so, a lot of strong feelings towards this match. Yeah, no, I, boy, I just yeah, look I, at this, I'm thinking, hey, who the fuck are yeah, these guys, man? God damn. <laughs> yeah, Brett. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> Twiftly. Oh, my goodness. Pete <laughs> uh, has very strong feelings towards the 1994 Royal Rumble. Yeah, not, not my, not my best. <laughs> not my best. You think? <laughs> <laughs> so, so 1995, um, Jeff Jarrett defeats Razor Ramon to win the Intercontinental Title. Undertaker defeats IRS. Diesel is the WWE Champion. Versus Bret Hart to a draw. Uh, one, two, three, kid and Bob Holly versus Bam Bam Bigelow and Tatanka uh, to win the tag team titles. And then we have a very short Royal Rumble that lasted thirty-eight minutes forty-one seconds. What? Yeah, Man, this I is did the, not know. The... I did not notice that. Watch it as a kid. No, this is the Fast and Furious yeah. Rumble where they had one-minute intervals between the. It's, yeah, I remember Vince mm-hmm. They're coming at you, fast and furious. Here comes number three. And yeah, it's it's oh, wow. almost too fast watching it. Um, but we have number one, who is the eventual winner, Shawn Michaels. We have number, number two, who is the last man eliminated, the British Bulldog. And some people say the rightful winner. Yeah. Uh, 
We have Eli Blue. By some people, I mean the British Bulldog himself. No, no one else said that. (laughs) Duke the Dumpster Drossy. Um, Jimmy Del Rey. Sion. Tom Pritchard. Doink the Clown. Just a question here, Joe, before we go on. Is Jimmy Del Rey the father of Lana Del Rey, or is that something? I don't believe so. No. Okay. And Sloan was the Barbarian, which was weird. I had to look that up. Like, who's that? That was the Barbarian. Uh, <laughs> we have a. Uh... Uh, uh, just to be clear, I was joking. I was. I didn't mean. I mean, it would help if you guys would laugh once in a while. <laughs> make, don't make me look like a douche in front of the You like the most serious guy on here, so I, I think you serious. <laughs> I am. I am. I mean, I am. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Of course. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah. Let's move on. Who is this Sion guy? I don't remember this guy at all. <laughs> He's the barbarian. The barbarian. <laughs> um, we have Tom Pritchard, Doink the Clown, Quang, Rick Martell, Owen Hart, Timothy Well, Bushwhacker Luke, Jacob Blue, King Kong Bundy, and now that I'm thinking about it, is this the? Fir- I think yeah, this would be the very first time for King Kong Bundy and um, yeah, Mo- part of Money Inc. Mabel, mm-hmm. Butch, Lex Luger, Omaha's own Mantar, Aldo Montoya. Yeah, they're going to go storm the capital. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that, that he did. Uh, Henry Godwin, Billy Gunn, Bart Gunn, Bob Backlund. That's a lot of bees right there. Um, Stephen Dunn, <laughs> Dick Murdoch, Adam Bomb, Fatu, and Crush. This is basically the very low card <laughs> rumble. It's the the like you have only like four main eventers really in this match, or, or like upper mid card to main event and Luger, Owen, Bulldog, and Michaels. Um, Hold on, Joe. This I can't believe it because this was my favorite one. But only let me make sure I make sure that one, two, three. Four, five, six out of thirty lasted ten minutes alone. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a thirty-eight minute match, though. <laughs> I know, but it's just like it didn't feel like that quick. Though. I couldn't say it felt like an hour either, but yeah, it's just weird. But go ahead, Joe. That just that blows my mind. That like, jeez. <laughs> It makes perfect sense. Uh, like, you know, if someone doesn't know what the Royal Rumble is, you can show them this match because it will be over in 40 minutes. And Yeah, but if you show them this match, they won't want to watch any more Royal Rumbles. Touche. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, this is a favorite one because of Shawn Michaels. I'm like, man, I'm looking at it like I should just keep quiet. Michaels, <laughs> Michaels winning is perfect because him and Diesel really never – feuded after they broke up a couple months earlier. It's like Diesel chased Michaels to the back Survivor Series and that was basically it. It's basically like they cut themselves apart like Michaels was like, you know, I'm just gonna They needed Diesel. Yeah, like Diesel's like, you know, I'm going for the WWE the WWF title. I'm not gonna focus on Shawn Michaels anymore. Shawn Michaels was just glad that Diesel was no longer chasing him. So this going in it was a perfect build to have Shawn Michaels going in as the heel versus the Bayface and Diesel. Yeah. Plus, he brought in and Sid you can understand his muscle going in because you know he brought this guy in to be his muscle, and now he beats him to where he wanted to go. Yeah, <laughs> and was... it you know it eventually like 
this this match really does lead to who Shawn Michaels is because Shawn Michaels losing at WrestleMania turns him babyface, which starts you know the next two years of his run that pretty much leads to him and Brett eventually you know leads to him being gone for four years. So this match really does make I, I guess you can say WrestleMania ten made him get you know noticed to become a Royal Rumble winner. Um, but this match, had he lost this match, the Shawn Michaels that we know might not necessarily have happened. Even though he was still, yeah. you know, doing his stuff backstage, if he had lost this match, it basically would have been Vince saying, you know, fuck the click, I'm not going to let them do shit. And th- eventually this would have completely evaporated and probably all would have gone to WCW, honestly. Um, but this match here really set the tone for the next few years in wrestling because of Shawn Michaels' victory in this match. I don't think anyone else, obviously with this list, could or should have won. Um, You know, Owen, maybe, if they weren't going to do the whole Shawn Michaels thing, but Shawn Michaels versus Diesel was a perfect WrestleMania build. Uh, Mohamed? Yeah, I think Shawn Michaels was... uh was the right choice for this one like uh, going uh, like putting like you put it beautifully honestly putting John Michaels and Diesel back together through the Royal Rumble was a stroke of genius if I would have chosen someone else maybe Adam Baum again <laughs> anyone nope honestly nope. I, I did uh, have Adam yeah. Baum win a, f- um, a few like rumbles with figures so Adam Baum I, I liked Adam Baum win, uh but, you know, obviously, you know, him winning logically. Yeah, he wouldn't have been able. No, I would say this is like in all seriousness, Adam. Adam Baum had the look. He like, did. Oh, yeah. This yeah, is the yeah, guy yeah. that he would buy action figures of. Yes. He was very toyetic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I would say it's. Uh, yeah, go ahead, James. Just the, it, him personally and his look was great. It's just the gimmick was just. Uh. <laughs> Okay, I can say the same uh, thing about Hill Hopper. He, he, he used to cause an explosion right above the ring. <laughs> <laughs> we are really going into Adam Bomb on this one. Oh, yo, Nick. Yeah. Yes. Oh, God. Um, is it my turn to go? Or well, I, first, go, first, I'll just say I, I do uh, need one to more thing. Just it's a miscarriage of justice that The Undertaker was not in the... Uh, Oh, thank God you're not in this. Thank God. Mohammed. You got eliminated by Mabel. Oh, Adam Bond. <laughs> Mohammed, I need to ask you a question here. Probably, but probably Mabel. Or probably Bundy. You know, building up to WrestleMania. Yeah. Mohammed, <laughs> how, 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 many, how many floors of this is Adam Bomb? How many? Uh, what? Oh, Mohammed, you disappoint me. I, I, was, I was doing a David S. Pumpkins joke and you messed, you messed it. Oh God! Oh my God! We've all bought the other We're we're going all in on David S. Pumpkins. Ninety-nine out of one hundred levels. <laughs> um, this Royal Rumble was my favorite because of Shawn Michaels. I love when he came in. They they were surprised because he didn't let nobody know. You know, he they did the little you know rolling the ball gimmick, and he was like yeah, surprised. Yeah. Uh-huh, and he he, he watched. Go ahead. Last week. He did the thing where he was happy with his number. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. just, just thought that was ultra human that he kept a cool face. He came in there and 
he survived, but then you look at these people and how long you have the heavily bodies, you have the awesome tag team named Well Done of Timothy Well and Stephen <laughs> Dunn, uh, Stone, uh, Smoky Mountain Wrestling, um, <laughs> Mo and Mabel and King Carl Bundy, oh my god, just like, yeah, and Aldo Montoya, yeah, just like, yeah, let's not talk about this. <laughs> but, uh, Love the Rumble. But, but looking at this field, you see why they made it a one minute interval or a rumble. Yeah. They needed to get it over with quickly. <laughs> How about yourself, Pete? Any uh, choices you have for the winner of this one besides Shawn Michaels? No. Stride up now on this yeah. one. Um it was Michael's time. There was not there is nobody else in that rumble that deserves that other than him. If they was gonna push him, this was the time. This was the pay per view to do it. And like I say, look at the career we got out of it because of this. Yeah. So I'm just gonna go with Michael's. There ain't no one else in that list for me at all. what do you think about this field though, Peters? It's what sorry. What do you think about the you know, the roster of participants in this world? <laughs> uh underwhelming. <laughs> I just like <laughs> It's like I say, it's mid, low to mid card people at best, especially number nineteen entrance. Fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's Michael's. Nobody else really for me. All right, nineteen ninety six. This is definitely the the big turn for WWF because at this point they are no longer the number one promotion in the United States. Um, and that's going to continue for a couple years for him here. Um, first match, we have Ahmed Johnson beating Jeff Jarrett by disqualification. The Smoking Guns retaining their titles against the Body Donnas. Goldust uh, winning the Intercontinental title from Razor Ramon. That's a match with uh, One Two Three Kids interference. Uh, skip the Rumble first mm-hmm. and talk about the main event. Um, great match. Um, Undertaker versus yeah. Bret Hart. Um, uh, great match here. Uh, doesn't really have doesn't have a finish, but damn that like it's at the time I I really wanted to watch this match live because it was like my two favorite guys going at it. Once I finally saw it, it did not disappoint. It felt epic. Um, it's been a couple years since I actually watched this match I, I just watched this rumble just about a month ago um but this match here it definitely feels like a big it was money a match, big match yeah. yes it's like the two biggest baby yeah. faces from the past three years going at it i mean build up was great the match was great and it's also the match that Mohammed, you might dive into this a bit. Um, this is the match that really cemented your fandom for the Undertaker, as far as I remember. It's the match that kicked off, you know, the the whole thing for for me. Like, I, I'm more attached to the rematch they had on Raw than this one. But, but this was, uh, I mean, it was just a great match. I mean, like, it's the whole build-up to it was the guy, guy was just the Undertaker just saying, you know what, it's time I get this title. That was it. Yeah. No, and no one challenged him for it. He was like, okay, fine, we'll go with the Undertaker versus Bret Hart. And I can't, I can't remember exactly how it happened, but the Taker losing his his mask in the match, that yeah. was a big epic. <laughs> uh, 
that was a big epic uh, point of it and it was just great. It was like if you want to do like a babyface versus a babyface match, like mm-hmm. uh, for the goggle, and uh, that's how you do it. This is, uh, yeah, that's how you do it. And then the and the ending was, even though it was a screwy ending, it was perfect. Yes. It was, it was. It was like the start of like you're going into this whole chaotic thing where like you know Shawn Michaels waiting in the wings, but Diesel and the Undertaker and Bret Hart have this like three headed you know rivalry yeah. where we don't know where, where which. Who's gonna come out on top and everything? Not, honestly, it was. I, I like. I always, you know, me and you talked about this. '96 was, I think, the best year for the new generation. That was. Yeah. I I agree with that. that. Was cool. Um. So the rumble itself, we have starting off at number one, we have Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Ver- the Greenwich the, uh, snob. The Greenwich yeah. snob. Yeah. Um, he's not going to make it. Lasted yeah. quite a while. He's actually the person in this match the longest. Um, I rewatched this match about a month ago. Um, every t- every year for the Rumble, I usually watch a few Rumbles by like the five year period. So like this year, I watched all like the like the, not, like ninety one, two thousand one, two thousand eleven, ninety six, one thousand six. Yes. Um, and this match, it definitely, it kind of feels like 95. It has a lot of low card in this match. But at the same time, there's a lot of stars in this match as well. Um, and we'll get to a couple of them, you know, while discussing, doing the rundown of this. Um, but, you know, like Triple H, for example, starting off at number one, um, Henry Godwin at number two, Bob Backlund. Yeah, those guys, uh, those two didn't like each other. Yes. Uh, Jerry Lawler, Bob Holly, King Mabel, Jake Roberts, Dory Funk Jr., Yokozuna, uh, who was just about to turn babyface for the first time after this, um, One Two Three mm-hmm. Kid, Amori, Savio Vega, Vader, Doug Gilbert. Uh, we have both members of the squat team coming in. Um, I, they actually entered about the same time, but then they had to pull one out and the other then entered. Um, Owen Hart, the eventual winner, Shawn Michaels, Hakushi, Tatanka, uh, Matoya, Diesel, Kama, the ringmaster, Steve Austin, coming in at 24. That would never make it. No, uh, definitely not going to win any rumbles. <laughs> Everyone, slap yourselves on the back. Barry Horowitz, uh, Fatu, Isaac Yankum, Janetti, the British Bulldog, and Duke the Dumpster Drosy coming in at number thirty. What a number thirty he, spot! He beat Hunter Hempsley for that, didn't he? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I think it wasn't like a surprise to like everyone. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's a few big stars in it. I mean, I forgot to mention the you know, the debut of Vader in this match, and you know he clears yeah, the house. Um, you know, even like knocks out Shawn Michaels at the time. Um, going in for the winner, yet again, Shawn Michaels is the perfect winner for this because he's red hot babyface, much like Taker versus Brett Mania is going in for. 
a babyface versus a babyface encounter, but it's two guys who had faced off before in heel versus babyface matches, um, plus guys that did have a legit personal rivalry. Um, Shawn Michaels, to my and to me, was the perfect choice to win this match. Um, how about yourself, Muhammad? I think, yeah, Shawn Michaels was the perfect person to win this match, too. Like, Shawn Michaels came into this with more momentum than any other wrestler. Yeah, his, as soon as he comes out, the whole feel of the match changes. That place becomes, that place goes nuts. I remember, like, I remember they showed it on a split screen, right? They had the action on the right side, and then... Yes. And the crowd just loses it when he comes out. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, Shawn Michaels, like, right at that moment, he was the biggest star who wasn't the main eventer or wasn't, like, you know, a, cha- a champion at the point. So, Shawn Michaels was undeniable at that point, so he had to win it. Yeah. James, how about yourself? Yeah, uh, I just want to say I would not talk ill about Adam Bomb because I got kicked <laughs> off earlier, but I came back in, but just in time. Soon as Muhammad oh, said really? his thing, yeah, this car like, I'm like, okay, don't talk about Adam Bomb. <laughs> yes, Adam Bomb was the best. <laughs> because then, uh, we, right. might, we, we might have Adam Bomb on this show someday. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, he probably did an explosion in some communication center. Um. <laughs> this is my favorite one again because it's Shawn Michaels, but this is a little bit better roster because you're really looking at it. You had a lot of big guys in here. This is one that Vader and Yokozuna was tag teaming and destroying everybody. And uh, Shawn threw them both off. Yeah, and uh, one of the things that you like this, Joe, Shawn Michaels eliminated eight people the most, but the one elimination I remember, he definitely power left the one, two, three kid and just tossed them over. Yeah. <laughs> He literally picked them up yeah. and like, 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 there you go. It's like, okay, Sean. Friends, <laughs> friend, friends can do that to each other, though. <laughs> I know, exactly. Just like, it was just great. <laughs> and he's always needed, but... And he also discovered Jerry Lawler under the ring. Yeah. <laughs> Smart man Jerry Lawler is, but also... Um, minus Razor Ramon, the whole clique was in this. In this, um, actually, Razor Razor was technically in the Rumble. He he wasn't in the he match, in but he came out to yeah. uh, attack one two three kid. Yes, yes. Oh, so yeah. they they was all in this. So and you know better times and everything. Uh, there was a great one. Shawn Michaels, of course. This was was the actual Rumble build for him compared to last year. This is the one for him. And again. I know Alba Montoya, Isaac Yankov, Duke Dumpster, Barry Hoy was all people, but they kind of flatten it out with and good people. Actually, and... with um, Isaac Yankum, I mean, we should mention, you know, very first appearance of Kane, because Kane becomes, you know, known for the Royal Rumble. So yeah. that's actually kind of yeah. a big moment as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. Pete, how about and... yourself? Yeah. Um, yeah. Shawn Michaels, definite winner in this one. Uh, um, compared to the last two, though, this one has got quite a lot of big names in, in the making, I should say. You know, you got Triple H, you've got Stone Cold, you got Kane, you know, just a few off the top of my head. Um, but, yeah, Shawn Michaels was the, was the uh, right choice in this one. Like I say, with the big names, the upcoming big names, I should say, um, obviously too soon for them, you know. Um, Isaac Yankum... Kane, you know, he was never going to go anywhere as a dentist. <laughs> Kane was the Kane was the right choice for him to 
uh, evolving to. Um, yeah, I think parlor yeah. is also the right choice. He for was him. a better politician than he was a dentist. Yeah. <laughs> And how dare you? A grown man made it as a sexy boy. <laughs> That's true. true. Yeah, and he beat the and he beat the guy who thought he was a truck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he beat a transformer. <laughs> All right. That la- that last that last elimination though of Diesel was it was awesome. Beautiful. Yeah. Um. So 1997, it's the pretty much the end of the new generation. It's that weird period between Survivor Series and the Rumble where it's the new generation, but it definitely feels darker. Um, it's not quite um, post WrestleMania 13. Yes, it's it doesn't have um, the full on gang warfare violent sex, everything that you can see backstage starting right pretty much right after WrestleMania. Um <laughs> but it has that feel like I actually love the before we talk about the the matches, I just like the overall feel of this show cuz it is it feels very smoky this arena. Like it has almost like a Kind of like the look of like um, Lucha Underground or like um, certain like so nitros. It's just because of who was, the who was in this. Right? Was yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, it's very. It has a very different and unique feel in this show, um, especially a lot of the encounters that pop up in the Rumble itself, because this is one of the first Rumbles that really depends heavily on feuds. Um, but starting with the, the matches, and actually one of the pre-show matches I want to talk about because it's I watch this one a lot on uh, uh, uh the 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 free for all one is the the minis match the Masquerita uh, Sagrada Junior and La Farquita yes versus oh, Min- Mini Mankind and Mini Vader I personally <laughs> loved the minis I. So wanted the minis <laughs> to have action figures back in the day, and they never did. I thought maybe uh, Max Mini would get one because he was kind of like their big star. Yeah, but, he was like, yeah, the big star. <laughs> yeah, he he never got one. It really disappointed me. I would love if Mattel did like an elite series of like you know a couple of them, like you know Max Mini, or maybe or... even like a build your own Max Mini. You know, like in like you get like you know different yeah, pieces. Yeah. I think that would be or pretty cool. Yeah. Or they could have they could have him as a double pack with Jerry Lawler. That's yeah. what, that would make me mark. Or even Mick Foley because uh, Mick Foley adopted him at one point. Because uh, uh, right, right right after uh, the Rumble in '99, Mick, Mick Foley uh, um, adopted him, and he asked if he wanted to hold the belt, and he, he put the belt on, on Max Mini's shoulder, and Max Mini was unmasked. Um, but anyhow, back to the pay per view. Um, we have a. Uh, Intercontinental title, um, Hunter Hearst Holmesley, who is starting to get a little bit more edge to him, um, yeah. def- defending the title against Goldust. Um, Triple H is, of course, accompanied by Mr. Hughes in this match. Um, one of the many people yeah. Mr. Hughes bodyguarded for during this time period. Um, this is a, this is one of their first gritty kind of storylines. Yes. Guess. Yep. Exactly. It's. Yeah. Like um, it's it's right before China and 
but the the storyline going in, I, I, I mean, I guess a few of Goldust's angles have always been kind of um, adult fueled, but this one really like shoved it in your face as far as yeah, because yeah, because also like up to that point, Marlena was sort of untouchable. Yeah, yeah. Like she was like you, you had the feeling like she was you know off limits or you know beyond anyone's reach. Yes. This this was kind of sort of you know low key sacrilegious that someone's going after. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not too often we actually get big feud matches on um, Rumble at this point, but this is one of the biggest feuds going at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved Ahmed Johnson at this point. So we have Ahmed Johnson yeah. versus Farouk Same. by DQ. Um, it's one of those things where you think back on it nowadays, you kind of ask why, but you know, at the time you get it because the the dude had a great look. He had awesome theme music. Um, especially he was explosive. Yeah, he was... especially being like nine years old, I was like, hell yeah, this dude's awesome. Um, yeah, the match is for me, honestly, because, you know, just as a young Muslim kid watching, like, you know, a wrestler called Ahmed, that was big. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's true. I didn't I even was, think about was, that. Yeah. And I was going to be a, I was going to be a mark for Ahmed Johnson, whatever, no, no matter how he was. Perceived. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. And same going for me, being a black guy, being an African-American, he'd been African-American, how they was portraying him. And he signed Neil Kazuna because, you know, only person that did that was Lex Luger, you know, and. Hogan, so it's just nice to have yeah. some representation of that yeah. stuff. I want to ask yeah. uh, you two guys both a question here. What, the, the whole Nation of Islam thing that they were going for with the Nation of Domination, plus it being almost like the uh, like the Black Panthers, what did you guys think of that going in for your own personal experiences? You can go uh, from, yeah, from, for me from here, you know, it didn't, it didn't hit a nerve quite as much because, you know, I wasn't Private to American politics or history or so forth, so I didn't know what the Nation of Islam was until I watched Malcolm X, you know, way years later. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I I just thought, you know, the Nation of Domination is a group of bad guys. Then, you know, this is the first. This is the first time I actually, you know, found out about race problems in America. I was too young, James. But, but it was a cool. I mean, they were a cool faction. At the, yeah. <sighs> Of course, um, this is not the same nation here at this Royal Rumble. Yeah, because they had a PG thirteen with them. Yeah, and um, yeah, but it was still it wasn't about it wasn't about you know for being black or anything. It was just about for securing the numbers to protect himself through Clarence Mason. Like, yeah, yeah. Let me explain at that point. At that at that point, not at that. Yeah, yeah, but I, I can give you the the, the 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 other side of why that happened. There is just that. Uh, for me, it was that was the '90s, and Clarence Mason was clearly a thing of uh, God. I forgot his name. The lawyer from OJ, Cochran, basically. Yeah, Johnny Cochran, uh-huh. and Crush supposed to be a reformed prisoner. Because as again, if you like to see a prison movie in the '90s, that's what usually Caucasian people yeah. do. They join, you know, a religious group <laughs> and stuff like that. And Wolfie D and just JC would just try to that to me, which just you know felt filter for them. But before then, it was for black guys. It was just, at the time, it was really nothing. You know, they was bad guys. And I, I don't I don't think anybody, you know, we liked them because, you know, because we see 
black wrestlers join together and we get it, but it was just there. Just, you know, it was just a heel group and it wasn't Smoky Mountain type thing yeah. they did with New Jack. <laughs> that's a totally different thing there. Yeah. But I would go with that's what it was. It was just heel people trying to say they was not being representative uh, the same as everybody else. And you see that a lot. So to, I'll say African Americans, they just look like, oh, okay, just, just a group of people. That's it. <laughs> You know, Pete not used to having someone sell him bean pads or socks on the street, so <laughs> <laughs> it's hot summer. And I just want to throw in that um I like this rumble, but I really hated the pay per view overall because I wanna say I didn't hate it, but I enjoy but just that they they being in Texas and the influence of triple A, which they was trying to break off yeah. and be different. This is time the yeah. WCW was kicking their butt. And I even checked what was the rival pay-per-view at that time this year. It was the first sold NWO out. sold out. Yep. Yeah, so, which I'm saying, as a kid watching sold out, best pay-per-view ever. You know, watching it now, like, man, it was horrible. Yeah. But still best pay-per-view ever. <laughs> so it is kind of like, and I, it's, no wrong, it's nothing wrong doing cross-promotion. I didn't mind having Luchadors in the Royal Rumble. Carrie, thing. I had them Carrie, in the Rumble. <laughs> Yeah, cause exactly. The, like we, it's a couple of matches away, but yeah, there's a big, you know, triple A match. <laughs> I don't want to say big, but there's a triple A six man, a couple matches away from it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember ahead, Owen, Owen Hart used to, you know, like was trying to get a grappler going with the triple A guys yeah. in WWF magazine. Always, he even. Uh, but anyway, uh, but just before we move on, Ahmed Johnson destroying the Nation of Domination. That was something. Really, really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. O- Owen actually even has a few things on uh, uh, Sunday Morning Superstars about a lot of uh, Hispanic wrestlers um, at that point. It was more, you know, after this when he was still doing more like the like the Heart Foundation Canadian thing. But, yeah, Owen was still throwing a few jabs at AAA on Superstars. Um, next match we mm-hmm. have uh, Vader versus The Undertaker. Vader defeating The Undertaker. Vader with Paul Bear. Um, Can I just uh, interject on this one quickly? Yes. I've, I've just got a quick question mm-hmm. for you, Mal. What did you think about Paul Bearer breaking away from The Undertaker and being other people's managers apart from him being manager for Undertaker and Kane? I was just... I don't, uh, like, the first breakup, I was heartbroken, honestly. Yeah. Because, you know, I, I, don't, th- I don't think anyone saw Paul Bearer, like, you know, screwing The Undertaker coming because you always had this... You know, you always had this impression that these two were going to be together forever. Yeah, it's not, absolutely. That's not going to be it. But, uh, you know, the Vader thing, I thought, you know what, uh, I don't think Paul Bear was acquiring Vader as much as he was sticking it to The Undertaker. That's how I took it. Oh, okay. Sorry, Joe, carry on. Oh, no, good. Um, we have... Uh... What did you think about it, Pete? Sorry, Joe. Before uh, we... I, I yeah. didn't like it. Um, the first one I remember as a kid, was uh, the uh, Boiler Room Brawl when yeah, he screwed yeah. Taker and went with Mankind. It was... The, it, I just couldn't get my head around the whole thing because, like say, them like uh, Salt and Pepper, ain't they? They just go together. You you know, it just it just didn't seem right at the time. Um, I still don't like it now when I look back on that match and see him with Mankind. I, I kind of get it with the deranged side of it, but, you know, it, it, they should have just stuck with him together forever that you know that that was the 
the perfect pairing uh, for wrestler and manager, personally. Well, at least know, it led to Kane. It is what it is. Yeah, Kane's an exception, obviously, but anyone else, it just I just didn't like it one bit. Kane was part of the saga, I guess. That's uh, yeah, yeah, that's why he was part of keeping it in the family, I suppose. Yeah. If uh, just side note about this, uh, you know, the SummerSlam '96 thing where uh, Paul Bear, uh, screwed him over. I don't know if you guys, uh, maybe Joe, uh, have you guys read the WWE Boom comics? Yes. I haven't, no. They had a special SummerSlam issue, and they had this thing where, like, there was one story, I think it was four or five pages, where Mankind is just thinking about The Undertaker ahead of the ballroom brawl, and he said, and he said something very profound in this comic book that people hate Mankind for the same reason. No, people love The Undertaker for the same reasons they hate Mankind. Yeah. And that was so powerful. And uh, he was talking to a voice, and you would think it's the voice, uh, it's a voice in his head, but in the last panel, it's revealed that this voice belongs to Paul Bear. Yeah. Okay, it's interesting. That was that was a really nice, you know, if, you know, just you know, just small plug here. If you got anyone should read the WWE comics that were produced by Boom because they add so much more context to the matches. They in do such a beautiful way, honestly. Oh, I'll have to uh, look into that. Yeah, yeah, I had her. Anyway, go ahead, Joe. Sorry. Yeah. Oh no, you're good. <laughs> yeah, we'll try not to derail you any longer. <laughs> um. Next one, we have the Triple A six-man tag. We have uh, Sanic Hector Garza, who is the father, of course, of Angel Garza. Um, and Pero Ayuga, I'm probably butchering that name. It's been a while since I've actually watched this particular match. Um, defeating uh, Fueza Guerrera, um, Heavy Metal, and Jerry Estrada. Uh, skip the rumble for right now and talk about the main event, which is uh, Shawn Michaels defeating Psycho Sid to win the... WWF Championship, um, which gets kind of clustered because it leads to a match that never really that never happens between him and Brett Two at Mania, um, which was the original plan. But of course, the title hot potatoes a couple times in the next two months. Um, Brett, of course, Sean vacates it. He loses his smile. Um, Brett winds up winning it, loses it to, back to Sid. So you're basically back to square one on that. Um, Mo, were you going to say something? Yeah. But 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 we got the Undertaker winning at WrestleMania 13. That's so right. I'm not going to throw yeah. that one. But uh, I, I'm going to say this match is one of my favorite non-Rumble matches at the event. Same. It was, it, I, I really like this match. I, I like both the uh, Michaels and Sid matches, honestly. Um, I, I, I love the vibe of the Survivor Series one, um, which... You can find out our thoughts on Survivor Series by checking out our archives collection yes. at wherever <laughs> fine podcasts are available. Um, any, anyhow, um, you hear that, James? We have archives now. We, we made it. <laughs> we, we have. I know. Archives. I know. I know. <laughs> um, so the, the the rumble itself, um, the the first two participants had a lot of beef, especially earlier on in the show. We have Crush and Ahmed Johnson. We have. Non-Razor Ramon entering the match. Um, <laughs> Phineas Godwin. Uh, the eventual and winner, gonna... Steve Austin. Are you going to say something, Mo? And then I'm a Johnson acts like an idiot and throws himself over the top. Uh. <laughs> yeah, shit. Yeah. Um, Bart Gunn. Jake Roberts. Which, ironically, he's not the only one to do it in that particular match. Yeah, yep. That, uh... 
we we had some we had some trip we had some triple A luchadors who are confused by the rules according to uh was it Jim Ross who said that but yeah uh, mm-hmm. Vince McMahon yeah. I think was it Vince it might have been um we have the eventual winner of Steve Austin uh Bart okay, I said that yeah. one Bart Gunn Jake Roberts uh the British Bulldog um. Okay, I was just, I was trying to figure out why they had these ones highlighted for the AAA stars in it. Um, I think there's the AAA, uh, the good ones in green. Yeah, there's a there's a, the, yeah. there's, a, there's quite a few of them in here. Um, Piora. Um, we have the Sultan entering the contest. AAA's Mil Mascaris. Um, Triple H again. Owen Hart. Goldust. Um, God, you're gonna try to cybernetical. There we go. Um, Mark Marrow. Uh, I, rem- I remember that pronunciation from the Royal Rumble. Um, the Latin lover, Farouk. Um, of course, Farouk is He's not a there? Latin Hello? lover. What's that? Are you saying something, Mohammed? I think he cut out there. Oh, I did? Yeah. Gotcha. Um, so, Mark Marrow, the Latin lover, Farouk, um, Savio Vega, Jesse James. Bret Hart, Jerry Lawler, Diesel, Terry Funk, Rocky Maivia making his first Rumble appearance, Mankind making his first Rumble appearance, uh, Flash Funk, Vader, Henry Godwin, and The Undertaker. Um, so this match, it's the the winners. It's an odd one. Like Austin winning, he doesn't go on to Mania, but. Him not going almost makes sense because it almost adds unintentionally almost adds fuel to him versus Vince like a year later because it's almost like an early jab of him being screwed over even though he screwed others over in the match. Um, I don't think that was the original intent, but happy little accident with how it happened. Um. You know, you, it was he's, perfect on the next night when he said to Gorilla Monsoon, "Do we have the instant playback crew here in the World Wrestling?" Yeah. <laughs> um, you this easily could have been ha- had they not been going for Shawn Michaels versus Brett, and had Shawn lost to Sid, this easily could have been Undertaker's first Rumble victory because um, yeah. you could have easily had Sid beat Michaels and Taker win the Rumble here. Which would have made sense because it would have been um, Taker having a great rebound after being, you know, um, in his feud with Paul Bear and all Paul Bear's people the past few months. So it would have made sense for Taker to win it. It makes perfectly good sense for Austin to win it too. Um, I'd say those are the two top choices to win this contest. Uh, Mohammed, how about yourself? Yeah, I think so. I think. You know, had the plans been that Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart was the uh, was the also I'll be right one back, to win guys. it. Yeah. Hey, everybody's there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think Joe. Yeah, you back? No, I, I was just gonna say I was. I'm, I'll, I'll be right back, guys. Yeah. Okay. All right, you guys can continue. So, though. are you back? Or are you going? Are you uh, going? Yep, I'll be back in like one minute. But you guys can continue though. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay, I'm out. So you know, my idea was like I think Brett, uh, like had Shawn Michaels, you know, stayed healthy. Bret Hart was the perfect choice to be to win the Royal Rumble. 
But then again, the Undertaker was in this one, so I can't you know fully commit to, to that. It should have been the Undertaker. <laughs> but I will say this is one of the funnest uh, you know Royal Rumble matches, specifically because I always love when the Rumble matches has a thread from the beginning from the beginning to the end, and in this case, the thread was Steve Austin. Yeah, you know you you start with Austin, you you keep going with Austin. You see Austin, uh, you know Austin does the arm gesture to the crowd. He didn't, he didn't evolve to the to the double birds yet back then. And I, I, it was just great storytelling. Like they had, you know, Owen Hart and the. If you guys remember, Owen Hart and the British Bulldog had the pro had the you know problems brewing in them as tag team, and Owen Hart acts, uh, Owen Hart. You know, he claims it was accidentally he eliminated the British Bulldog while he was trying to eliminate Steve Austin. Yeah. Uh, this is also, I think this is the first, uh, I think this is the first Rumble where, you know, several, uh, you know, like more than two participants in earlier matches actually took part in the, in the Rumble, which is, I think six people were in it. Like uh, The Undertaker, Vader, Ahmed Johnson, Farouk, Hunter Hearst, Trimsley, and Goldust all were in the Rumble and all had matches earlier. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I do love the. I do love. I don't know if you, do you guys remember Jerry the King's Lawler's entry into this. Mm-hmm. Games off the top of my head. <laughs> yes. When he uh, he was he was sitting at commentary. You guys remember and they and uh, his music hit and he oh, said yeah. the and it takes a king and then go uh, got into the ring and he got, got he eliminated yeah. by Bret Hart. Went back, mm-hmm. put the headset on to know a king. <laughs> And I think they did that before. Like, what happened? Nothing. Just, just a slip. Do you realize we were just in the ring? <laughs> I know I wasn't. Like, shut up, <laughs> shut up, big man. <laughs> yeah, I remember that now. <laughs> yeah. James, what do you think? Who should have been uh, the winner? I wait All right. <clears throat> um, Stone Cold. There was this time. You know, and again, they they fluffed up the Royal Rumble, but Stone Cold made it interesting. Um, if anybody else it would have been Vader or Diesel, if that's really if you want to go there, uh, but it was Stone Cold's moment, and even Bret Hart, if you really want to do that. But it was a interesting uh, Royal Rumble. I remember Mel Mascans literally kicking someone in the ass and they got eliminated. It was hilarious. If you watch it, like you would kick yeah. someone and Masca, flipped Mel over. Masca's jumped off the top rope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you guys know the, the story behind it is said that Maskers didn't want to be eliminated by anyone, so he just decided mm-hmm. looking like an idiot eliminating himself was a better <laughs> Exactly. Oh, I didn't know the rules, you know. I'm a luchador. I'm a legend and stuff like that. No habla inglés. <laughs> and I will, I, I will, I will say this. I'm feel unjust because Undertaker was number thirty, and he still couldn't win the Rumble. <laughs> he was eliminated illegally by someone who was already out. James, that's right. I know, I know, I know. As again, he was screwed. I swear. I don't know why the Undertaker wasn't part of the nation. But I love. I, I, I was. I was watching this, and and like. I think everyone watching knew it was going to be The Undertaker because everyone was, like, you know, counting down everyone. Even Jim Ross, before before they hit down the clock, the number 30 said, you know who this is, right? Uh, and Vince McMahon said, well, let's not spoil it for anyone who's not doing the math or something like that. And then 
And then the gong hits, the lights go out, and Jerry uh, Jerry Lawler says that's the way they should have done the whole Royal Rumble. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's how I feel about it, and I'll pass it on to you, Pete. And hold on, before I go, nope, no more long people still at 55 minutes. Yeah. Stone Cold wanted at 45, but continue there, Pete. <laughs> I'd have gone with Austin on this one as well, purely because we was just coming out, we was just going into the Attitude Era, wasn't we? And he was, you say Attitude Era to anyone, Stone Cold's name's up there. Yep. Um, the, the feud uh, with Austin uh, and McMahon was fantastic. Like, and it led to that by him winning this, I felt. Um, as far as anyone else winning, Undertaker, uh, how, how could he have not? Number 30, yeah. you know. It just see it doesn't seem right on paper the way that that looks. Undertaker number thirty didn't win. Um, yeah, it yeah it really helped Austin, and you know it just it was just the right move, just the right thing to do. So and, yeah, and again, Stone Cold ten eliminations, the most. It really was yeah. <laughs> it's becoming a pattern, ain't he? Winner gets the most eliminations. <laughs> Usually, usually, yeah. usually Kane and Kane never won one. See, yeah, <laughs> yeah, which yeah, he, he should have. To be fair, but yeah. Hmm. I mean, I don't know. Like, it's the problem is Kane's character does not lend itself to you know the underdog challenger going into WrestleMania right. challenging for the title. That's hey, yeah. He won. He won uh, money in the bank, and he won the title at the same night. So they gave him that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, which illustrates more that they could not run with Kane, you know, holding the money in the bank uh, briefcase over someone, so they, could, <laughs> so you had to, you know, cash that in quick and okay. win, and win, and win. Yeah, well, it was raised, so yeah, he had to win that one. <laughs> he could explain yeah. it if that good. <laughs> <sighs> All right, so 1998, um, officially in the Attitude Era. Um, oh, gosh, TV here, yeah. We have uh, Vader defeating the artist formerly known as Goldust. We have more minis action. Yeah, that was awesome. He did the Vader bomb with Ludovic Sean holding yeah, onto his neck. That was really awesome. <laughs> um, yeah. We have Max Mini, Mosaic, and Nova versus Balon, El Torito, and Tarantula in a six-man tag with Sonny as a special guest referee. Sonny and six guys oh, at the oh, same oh, time. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jim, you get that one. What was bigger than you need for the time? <laughs> oh god, oh, you guys are so bad. Oh, hold up, there was an El, there was an El Torito in the nineties. Yep, that's yes. But no relation to the El Torito we had in the you know the tens. No, 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 no. The. Next match, we have The Rock versus Ken Shamrock. Rock wins by DQ. Um, another disqualification coming up. Le- Legion of Doom um, defeated the New Age Outlaws. Um, the main event was Shawn Michaels defeating The Undertaker in a casket match. Um, no. That, th- th- that match really leads to Mania in a big way because... And then we get Shawn Michaels 
getting ready to defend the title. It leads to Undertaker versus Kane. Um, the biggest, uh, the best story in the WWE history. Though. Yeah. It's um, absolutely. Shawn Michaels, it, you know, puts the, uh, the nail in his casket for a few years, basically right there. Um, then we have, of course, you know, the Royal Rumble itself. Um, and you had Mike Tyson watching in the yes, stands. Yes, Mike Tyson watching a uh, sh- uh, bunch of people the, up there, Shane McMahon and amongst the others. Um, of course, you know, uh, Mike Tyson saying cold stone instead of stone cold. Um, <laughs> we have uh, Cactus Jack and Chainsaw Charlie starting things off. Uh, Tom, yeah. Tom Brandy enters the ring. Um, this was kind of... Tom Brandy wasn't necessarily on Aldo Montoya level because he was still getting... He was getting a little bit of a push at the time with Mark Merrow, but um, this is kind of the first Rumble that doesn't really feature a lot of jobbers in it. Because um, pretty much mm-hmm. everyone in the Attitude Era pretty much was all getting some sort of push, it seemed. Um, yeah. The next is The Rock. Um, then we have Mosh, Phineas Godwin, 8-Ball, Bradshaw, Owen Hart, Steve Blackman, D'Lo Brown, Kurgan... Mark Merrow, um, da, 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 Ken Shamrock, Thrasher, Mankind, Goldust, Jeff Jarrett, the Honky Tonk Man. So one of the first uh, like legend returns. Um, yeah, is the Honky Tonk. Ahmed yeah. Johnson, Mark Henry, Skull, Kama Mustafa, the eventual winner Steve Austin. Which actually, um, before I mentioned this in the '97 Rumble. I think the the wait when Austin was waiting for Brett when he was just waiting on the uh on the turnbuckle looking down, you know, at his imaginary watch and then Brett came out was oh, when, uh, when Brett Hart's music hit and he just yes. put his hands up. Yes. That was a, yeah, I love that was excellent and so was when Steve Austin's music hits here and the whole ring just stops and, and the ring stares. Yeah. They 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 Everyone that ring, they're gunning for Austin. Not quite the way they're gunning for Austin in '99, because there's no money on the line. This one, it's just all these people just want Austin to lose. Because in the build up to the Rumble, Austin was going around stunning every single person he could. Um, we have Henry Godwin, Savio Vega, Farouk. I should have mentioned this because uh, this is a dude. Dude loves about to come out, so this is dude loves third Mick Foley's third appearance in the match. Um, yeah, chains and then Vader coming out at number thirty. Um, there is you know no way anybody else could have won. It's the only other exception. If 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 it wasn't for if Austin wasn't so red hot at the time, Owen Hart possibly could have because Owen was, you know, in a feud with DX as well. But yeah. Steve Austin, honestly, there was no denying Steve yeah. Austin on that. This is this is like the first Rumble people are going into knowing who the winner is going to be because this Rumble was built around Steve Austin and the Rumble. It, it was it was. It wasn't 30 guys in the ring. It was Steve Austin and 29 other guys in the ring for the build-up for this show. Uh, Mohammed, how about yourself? Yeah, much like uh, Shawn Michaels in 96, this was Austin's year, and there was no way he can pull it off. Uh, 
it's also Austin came into this rumble like they had this brilliant idea of Austin being the marked man because he kept attacking everyone. Yeah. Before, like on the night of and before the rumble, like he attacked Vader backstage, Ken Shamrock, the Nation. I mean, no, you couldn't, you couldn't bet against Austin in this one. Like anyone who would have said any anything other than Austin's going to win this would have would have been. I don't want to say an idiot, so we'll just say it would have been wrong. <laughs> uh, if Austin was not in it for any reason, to say he would have gone with The Rock, I think. Rock would have been a good choice because, I mean, I don't think would have done if if they if you would have had Rock win, you might have been hot shot. Then you could have Shawn Michaels from... going in as a champion. Before. Yeah, although you could have easily done something because. Eventually led to right after Mania, a month after Mania, DX turned babyface. But you you could have, but Michaels was a perfect tool at that time. Yeah. Yeah. No, it had to be Austin. It, uh, you just can't. Uh, and also, you gotta say that you know Mick Foley's three uh, three pizza in this Royal Rumble, I think, was the. Was one of the biggest things in Royal Rumble history. Everyone keeps talking about it. Let's say that. James, how about and... yourself? I, of course, Stone Cold. He was hot. Beginning the Attitude Era. I really don't remember this. I, I seen this one, and I remember Mick Foley coming out three times, which was great, and also was kind of stupid in a way. Yeah, because <laughs> just like you know. Mankind came in, get his ass kicked, get eliminated. Same thing gonna happen to do love. Just, it just, it's not like it's gonna help him win. Um, but yeah, it was all Stone Cold. The Rock would been good, or even Bread. But then you know, this is they were slowly, you know, moving Bread onto something else. It's just weird to me. I'm trying to think. Brett, Brett was gone. Yeah, at Brett, that time. Brett was gone. Brett was WCW now. I mean, that was cool. sorry, not. Not Brad, I'm sorry. I was thinking the Orn. Sorry, Orn. Yeah. That it could have oh, did something yeah. with Orn at that time. And it's just weird because I'm just thinking about I can't remember anything about this Royal Rumble. Stuff that Mick Foley came out three times. Cause since Austin won like three of them, I can think the first win, of course. So I remember how he was just dominating. Cause I remember he was waiting on the top of the ring with his, you know, looking at like who's coming out next? Yeah. I'm not by myself. This one I don't remember as much. And then I remember the third one. So I'm just really thinking, like, but it was a good overall Royal Rumble that I can remember. And, yeah, you're right. It was Stone Cold versus 29 other people. So he was basically looking like, all right, how can Stone Cold lose this? <laughs> okay. We know he's going to win. How are they going to screw him out of this? And having a rock at the end was pretty good. Yeah. For that. Like, uh, and, you you got to wonder how the Rumble would have been looked if Skull would have made it out to the ring. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but um, you can go ahead, Pete. And yeah, as again, no longer uh, the Rock was the longest one, but he didn't break the record. But that's about it. He did it in fifty-one minutes. He started number four, but that's it. But what you he think? Also, the group. Ooh, I know. The mutiny, sparking the mutiny within the nation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it was definitely Austin's to lose. There was no, well, maybe The Rock. I, I can, I can, I could have got behind that, but um, like I said, at the time and how everything was, it was Austin's Rumble. Um, you know, I was starting to get a little bit of a pattern here with like people winning two in a row, but you know, it was Austin's 
I did, like I say, James, I did, uh, I didn't remember this one quite, uh, well, but the, uh, the Mick Fowley thing with the, th- with the three entrants, that, that's the thing that stuck out the most for me. Cause obviously we'd never seen that before. There isn't a wrestler that's got three gimmicks that I can think of except for Mick Fowley. But, um, yeah, it was Austin's to lose. So I'm glad he won. And like I say, led to Austin McMahon rivalry, which was just excellent, which lasted for years. Oh so, yeah. Yeah. So I'm 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 gonna ask you guys this because, like now James and Pete both say that they don't remember the match very much. Do you think the casket match overshadowed this match in any way? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I don't because I can remember that uh, very Me too. well. That's I what remember that. Yeah, I remember the casket match and the other matches that. Well, go ahead, Pete. I'm sorry. That's all right. Like say when you say '98 Rumble, you don't say Austin as the. You know what you remember? It's a casket match. It's mm-hmm. it's uh, the last image you remember is Kane, you know, burning the thing, and then just yeah. How do you follow up? How do you follow that up? Do you know what I mean? And that I think, was a highlight of the entire night. Yeah, I think it's not memorable because, like Joe said, we knew Stone Cold was going to win this. It wasn't like who can, who's up for grabs. What it made it exciting. It's just basically <laughs> you watching Stone Cold Hour, and that's that's basically what it is. So you yeah. Like, All right, we're going to do this. Stone Cold came in with some stunners. We're going to eliminate it. He won. All right, let's move on. <laughs> What's going on with the Undertaker <laughs> and stuff like that? So yeah, exactly. All right, nineteen ninety nine. Um, actually, going to mention this dark match just because one it actually goes eleven minutes, which is longer than most of the matches on the card, um, and it actually leads. It doesn't lead to anything on television, but it foreshadows what we're going to see later in the year. Actually, Christian versus Jeff Hardy. Never seen this match, but it was a dark match at the Royal Rumble that year. Um, this is the first Royal Rumble where we don't have the free-for-all anymore. We're now in Sunday Night Heat. Yeah, um, but we have Bob Holly and uh, Two Cold Scorpio versus Brian Christopher and Scott Taylor. Uh, plus we have Mankind versus Mabel. Um, as far as the Ooh, actual m- main show goes... Um, we got Big Boss Man versus Road Dog, which I always found kind of odd that it wasn't for the hardcore title. Um, we have Ken Shamrock um, def- uh, versus Billy Gunn for the Intercontinental title. Um, X-Pac versus Gangrel. X-Pac defending the European title, which is kind of an odd match. you think they actually would have had DX versus Corporation. you think it would have been X-Pac versus Test, but it's whatever. Um... Sable versus Luna Vachon in a strap-on match, or excuse me, a strap match. Um, <laughs> All right. Hey, hey you did that on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, we then have um, one of the, the best Rumble matches um, still to this day, um, Rock versus Mankind in the I Quit match. Um, I know a lot of people have trouble or issues with the the audio of, you know, I Quit being, like, echoed so fucking loud. But, um, you know, it it's the Attitude Era. It's like, you know, take stuff with a grain of salt. Plus, it makes sense for it to be so obvious that it's not really Mick Foley that it makes sense for Mick Foley to get, you know, his rematch, you know, 
the next yeah, and, and, that's something that he and, and, and yes and no it was bad but that's the only way you can do it to save his yes. face because there's no logical way like this 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 is after uh, King the Real yeah. Hell the Undertaker and this man gonna quit yes exactly in his book Foley says that they were they were struggling to find an out for him to lose the match while saving face, and I think uh, Rosso Rose said that maybe Foley's wife should implore him to quit, and then he will, and then he will quit for her. Mm-hmm. And then but, he will quit, no. which makes Foley thought this was going to turn them both into like you know the biggest fills ever because they let everyone down. Yeah, and I was thinking maybe Terry Funk would come in and throw in a towel, but then they'd be mad at Terry Funk. So yeah, yeah, that's, that's, yeah. there was no way to do that. So yeah. Um. So this rumble here, I. This rumble here is super colorful, by the way. If uh, if you watch it, like, there's a lot of, especially for the Attitude Era, a lot of like colorful outfits there's... in this contest. Um, yeah, there's a lot of green from DX. There's a lot, lots of red from like from Draws, Kane. Kane um, lots of white from the you know the the Insane Asylum workers. <laughs> yes, um, <laughs> it's a lot of there's a lot of characters but unlike you know the mid 90s it's like these are all characters that almost all work um this is basically a best of 1998 match taking place in 1999 um and it, th- this match if if you want to show somebody what the attitude era looked like you just have to show this match cuz this match shows every person that was big basically during the attitude era um you know, thing going in was Vince had the bounty on Austin. Um, he wanted you know Austin out at all costs. Vince is of course wrestling in this match. Yeah. Um, no, 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 no. Wrestling and doing commentary too. Yes, he does the commentary. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Put in this match by Shawn Michaels. <laughs> it's a. I, I think this is a very no. fun match. No, he put himself in the match at number thirty. I think correct. He put and then himself. Michael's turned it into number two. He put yeah. um he uh he he got position. He originally was in the match. Um, Michaels, since he was officially WWF superstar, made a Vince number two, and then Vince tried to become number thirty by winning the and, DX um, versus Corporation Rumble. The corporate and Rumble. Yes, and then that's when China won it. Because um, that's how Vince tried to screw Shawn Michaels by becoming number 30. Um, so number one and number two is Austin and Vince McMahon. Um, number three is Golga. Um, number four is Draws, who was no longer part of the Legion of Doom, but is still wearing his Legion of Doom attire at this time. Um, no. Uh, like he's got long. <laughs> We got. I mean, I mean. To be fair, would you would you give up your Legion of Doom attire so easily? No, but going into this, you know, he 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 was changing his gimmick. Um, he was, yeah. It's like he maybe not necessarily wear you know the the baggy baby face draws pants from '98, but he easily could have done like you know the, the like the fuzzy hat and like. Trunks look that he started yeah. wearing in like '99 with Prince Albert. Um, the number five is the first Rumble of Edge. Um, number six, we have a guy who easily could defeat Drew McIntyre at the Royal Rumble and Dwayne Gilberg. <laughs> um, 
Oh yeah. <laughs> uh we have Steve Blackman, Dan Severn, um Jeez. Tiger Ali Scene, the Blue Meanie, Mabel, who this is his last appearance as Mabel because um he gets turned into Vistra this night. Um yeah. Um, Road Dog. Mabel actually, uh, Mabel actually was not scheduled for the match, but he beat he beat up Mosh to get in there. It's... Yeah, yep. Um, uh, Road Dog, Gangrel, Kurgan, Al Snow, Goldust, The Godfather, Kane, Ken Shamrock, Billy Gunn, Test, Big Boss Man, Triple H, Val Venus. X-Pac, Mark Henry, Jeff Jarrett, D'Lo Brown, Owen Hart, and China. This is a star-studded Royal Rumble. Yeah. Of course. That's the best man won. It makes sense. I. It's, it's one of those things where going in, everyone assumes it's going to be Austin. Everyone wants it to be Austin. Um, Austin never really had the whole Hogan, John Cena, Roman Reigns backlash because he was actually yeah. believable in his role. Um, plus, Austin, when he won the title, he never really held well, it for like a year. He wasn't white meat baby face. He was just the anti-hero. Yes. Everyone loves an anti and, and his title reigns only lasted a couple months each every time. He didn't really have like mm-hmm. long, long, super long title reigns. Um Everyone wanted Austin to win. It makes sense. Austin versus Rock at the Rumble. They did a swerve that... And that's the thing. There's people right now who love the Attitude Era, who bitch about everything that happens nowadays. If this match happened right now, people would be fucking freaking out. They would say that it was the worst thing that happened. But that's the thing. is like the same people that bitch about nowadays... Raw and SmackDown, they would be bitching about the Attitude Era. Also, you just have to put yourself into in your modern shoes back then. Th- think things are completely the same. The WF has never been perfect, but there's things that have always done well for swerves. If this were to happen now, I would actually applaud them for doing something that would piss people off. Like I loved it when. Orton uh, cashed in on Brian. I, I like it when there's things that piss people off. This really wouldn't yeah. piss people off nowadays. Um, mm-hmm. But the same people it, that yeah. are hating it, they're back then. They would be like, "Oh, I love the Attitude Era." It's like, it's like, no, it's like you no. you remember certain aspects that you love. And that's a yeah. that's a false thing there. What they miss about the Attitude is the raw and the greedy. They like the bra and panty matches. They like the cursing. They like the violence over the top. They like no the yeah, no one cares about the booking there. No one was like, oh, my God, Val Venus going for the, you know, European yeah. top. They don't remember stuff like that. They nah. they remember all that other stuff to cover up all the, the, the holes in it. That's all they bring it up. Ooh, they cussing. You know, ooh, they're going to kill someone. That's what they and, miss. And that's the other thing you. is there's – um, you don't need to overly cuss. Like um, Kevin Owens will occasionally call someone like a bitch or something. Um, you mm-hmm. know, that's all you really need. Like there's really not that much – difference between content right now the only thing that's really different is and, cussing too much and having overly sexualized 
feuds and angles. It's like the same people mm-hmm. also that want the Attitude Era. It's like, you really want Braun Panties matches? I don't. It's like, if I want Braun Panties no. matches, I can just look at Suicide Girls or some website. I don't need to watch, um, you know, Bailey and Sasha Banks in a Braun Panties match. I'd rather see them have a 20-minute classic. I don't want to see them rip each other's clothes off. Uh, just um, for the sake, you know, of well, science... Suicide Girls, is that just one word, or is there a hyphen? There is a space in between, <laughs> sir. <laughs> um, but, you know, Austin, he makes sense as the guy that goes in to Mania, but I, I do love that they did the swerve with Vince. Austin, of course, gets his win back the next month to become the number one contender um, because... Vince doesn't. He tries to vacate his number one contender shot, and then uh, Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels picks up his bottle Jack Daniels that he thinks is the WWF rule book, and he, and, he, <laughs> he, and he's and that's when he's he's looking. At, he and Steve Austin sitting next to him, drunk, and they're having a great time. And Michaels reveals that whoever is the runner-up goes on to WrestleMania, which. By the way, I could not find that rule in the official WWE Book of Rules. I looked that's, for uh, it. I got published later, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, that, that, that's the main reason I, I bought that book was to find that rule. I was looking through it. Like, I was like, well, gone through this entire book. That rule is not in here. But That and whom can assign a special referee for the main event of WrestleMania? That rule too. That's yeah, that. yeah. There, the commissioner a, is the only person who can. There, there's a, there's a few that are not in there. Um, yeah, but, I'm starting to think Shawn Michaels had a different rule book. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, of course, his, his contract was ironclad. Remember that uh, <laughs> he, he he could not he could not be fired by Vince as commissioner. He had to give up his commissionership to to get rid of it. Um, yeah, and become spokesman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> went nowhere. Um, everyone knows the real money is in being a spokesman. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, Austin and Vince, it makes sense. Storytelling, it makes sense for them to open, for them to close. I, I'm perfectly okay with how this match turned out. How about you, Mohammed? Yeah. Um, I love how this match turned out as well, but... Of course, I was I was like I had like a lot of fan uh, fan rage that Austin did not win and went to Vince McMahon, but but yeah, this match was this match in itself was fun. Yeah, like ever like uh, you know I got when I think about ninety nine Royal Rumble, I don't I don't think about Austin that much also because he was just in the beginning and the end. Same was same with McMahon, but I would think about like Road Dog had like same. sort of like a mini Steve Austin ninety seven run mm-hmm. where he was throwing everyone out and staying in the ring by himself. Uh, this, uh, Mabel being abducted and Viscera and then the Undertaker and then the Undertaker, you know, leading the cult into the into the parking lot where Steve yeah. Austin arrives. <laughs> it's a it's a loaded <laughs> rumble for uh for angles. Like ev- like pretty much every person gets like a little bit of shine um in yeah. this match. Yeah, and the act, uh, all of the acts shown in it, the uh, same as the corporation. Vince McMahon was uh, Vince McMahon was a riot and commentary. Yes. If you guys remember, like, and I, uh, I can't remember who asked him. Like Vince McMahon, I think maybe it was 
Jerry Lawler, he asked him if if, they, if someone throws Steve Austin out, did they get you know inducted into the corporation? And Vince was like, no, they just get a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, <laughs> he did it so coldly. <laughs> and uh, as far as the DX, Billy Gunn does a hell of a job at selling his leg in this match. Yeah. Uh, James, how about you? James. I uh, just want to say this is how a heel. How can I say someone in charge as a heel should win the Royal Rumble, especially if he's number two? You know, you got people that got your back. You can do all these things. You got nothing to worry. It was enjoyable. It was fun. I will have to side disagree about having someone watch this because you have like how do people watch this? They're like, so this old man is going to win the Royal Rumble. No one's going to do anything. Like, well, it's, <laughs> he's the owner, so it's kind of you know. <laughs> he's you well, know, no. Like, uh, it's always when you when you get when you have someone watch wrestling for the first time, you gotta give them some context. So you gotta tell them that this oh, is yeah, legal. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I say you gotta give them the pen account just out of the blue. They're like, "What is going on here?" It's not like Vince McMahon vinced up and threw Austin over. He was just gonna, he just you know he was help by the <laughs> exactly for the whole hour. Yes, he was. <laughs> you know. But I'm not saying it's not a bad idea. It is a good way to, you know, to get them in there. But it is be looking like, uh, what's going on? But it it, it was um, perfect auteur for all Rumble. You had the, the the biggest hitters in here, yeah. And it's just it's like Vince set it up perfectly. And even though Stone Cold had the most eliminations, Vince had the one that mattered, yeah. And that was Stone Cold yep. to win. <laughs> See, that's what it is. See, and it was I just love it. It was great. That's how a uh, heel. Uh, uh, that's how he'll post the money like that. You know, he basically, and and you can even make it like he took what he, he learned from Jerry Lawler. <laughs> is <laughs> you come in the ring, you roll out of the ring, and you just stay away from everybody and have people do your fights for you. And there you go, man. You can just come to come, you know, let your accomplices or goons beat up the person, just throw them over the ring, and you win. Simple as that. I think it was great, and. If this happened right now, would people be mad? Yeah, they'd be mad. But you know what? It was a good storyline reason. Yep. They didn't say, hey, Vince going to headline WrestleMania. You know, they kind of got themselves in a the corner, but, you know. They kind they, of immediately, uh, the, this is, if I had just one thing about it, I would have, like, you know, let Vince McMahon stay the winner of the Royal Rumble for at least one week, like, go through one roll where Vince is good, where the roll ends, and, you, and still it's Vince who's going to WrestleMania, or Vince is going to do it, like, I would have delayed the Shawn Michaels Austin thing to one week after the Royal Rumble instead of. Like, yeah, I agree with you. He, was, yeah, his whole goal was to get it get it away from Stone Cold, and that's that's what he did. So, um, I would. You know, there to... had to be a little bit of despair in there before. Yes, yes. Not the and then one more thing too, Joe. So like, the Daniel Bryan Randy Orton thing, I was pissed about it. And I pissed to cancel my service thing. I was fine with it. It's just. That you know, you need that shock and value. I can get that people's upset about that because I said I was upset. Only thing I was upset about that whole deal is I rather when he won it and then lost to Randy that he just disappeared from it. But when they kept on bringing it up, then it started getting tiring. Like, come on, the problem with, with Randy and Dan Brown, if I may interject, was mm. that they tried to run it into the ground so that they can close the door on it on yeah. the, at Hell in a Cell, and they, could, and they weren't able to do that. Well, that's the problem yeah. with the, the authority angle. Um, is mm-hmm. It started off 
awesome on SummerSlam and the next night on Raw when you had the Shield join them. But as soon as it became like you know Brian not being able to win and it became a thing with Authority versus Big Show, it just totally lost interest right away. Um, the, the the Authority is definitely a watered down version of the Corporation. And I know how to everything, everything went wrong with them, you know. But I guarantee, if Batista was not revealed before the Royal Rumble, people would have cheered their heads off. Yeah, uh, had the Royal when you won. Of course. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about that Royal Rumble in the next one. But my whole point is, yeah, Elimination Chamber was the one for me because this was before the network. So I'm paying fifty bucks, thinking, yeah, it's gonna be Brian time and. And, and I know that was before Mania, but I'm thinking like, man, let's just stop, okay? Y'all just making me... Yeah, I get it. He's never going to win. Just stop, okay? <laughs> Move on. But luckily, yeah, that's... that Raw after that, it popped up and thinking like, okay, let's do this. <laughs> well, but, I hate this. I mean, I mean, James, you might hate this, but, you know, we... Loki, we got to thank CM Punk for this. Yeah. Oh, of course. We always thank the man from Fox for all his great wishes who never won a Royal Rumble. But how do you think about it, Keith? Um, I I thought it was no, fun. Not the, you know, Daniel Bryan. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, you can you can do both. I mean, like... oh, um, well, with the rumble, McMahon winning, it was a total swerve. You you went into this rumble and you was like, this is Austin's paper uh, uh, rumble again. So you know, okay, McMahon won. He didn't cheat. He did play by the rules. You know, um. I quite liked that uh, China was in this one, number 30, you know, a, a female in the Rumble. You know, obviously she wasn't going to win, but, you know, it was cool, you know, at the time. Um, well, the shaking in the grave already, you just said that. Don't <laughs> <laughs> um, treat her like a woman. <laughs> but apart, apart from um, McMahon winning, um, I think that the Rock Mankind I Quit match kind of overshadowed it again. For me, yeah, because my God, that man took one hell of a beating. Oh, yeah. um, I don't know how he didn't get killed with those chair shots at the end when he handcuffed him. Yeah, um, but yeah, I think that slightly overshadowed it. I think um, McMahon winning now it was a total swerve. Nobody expected it. Um, but yeah, that's my two cents on it anyway. The, the, the biggest highlights the show was that they were filming beyond the mat. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, yeah. what are your thoughts on the Orton Bryan thing, Pete? <laughs> uh, um, it was okay. You know, <laughs> we was in that era where it was kind of like uh, Vince can give us whatever he wants because it's his company. You know, um, he, he he's not doing it for the fans, is he anymore? It's just what, whatever he wants to do. And you know, it was interesting. I quite liked the bit where he, they got all the uh, fans in the ring with him. You know, with the yes oh, yeah. chance that that was pretty cool. Okay, well, um, Oh, and, and one positive thing for that match, Daniel Bryan defeated, and I'm just quote, John Cena, and John Cena never got a win back from him. Yeah. Yep. For the yeah, title. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I, right. And, I, and, that's, uh, and that might be uh, something unique because John Cena always gets his win back. Mm-hmm. I just love it because yeah. uh, I, um, I was watching it at um, – was it Buffalo Wild Wings? Um, I was watching it somewhere, and you know, it's a pretty packed house of people watching uh, 
SummerSlam. Everyone is freaking out that Daniel Bryan won, and myself included. As, but as soon as Orton won it, like everyone just got so fucking pissed off, and that's like that's why I just attached to that moment because I I loved how pissed it made people. Because um, I saw, I knew what they were doing. Yeah, it's like you you knew it was going to be leading to like an eventual WrestleMania mm-hmm. moment, which you know we eventually got. Um, it's, if you look at that card too, like uh, I mean, we're probably going to cover this deeper in, in August if we're here. But like, I was thinking, like I remember because I tweeted this out, like we lost, uh, like Christian lost, CM Punk lost. Yeah. So Daniel Ryan was like the one last the you know darling. thing that he wanted to happen, and he was like. <laughs> Yeah. I do. And yeah, yeah. I remember that uh, at SummerSlam, and I, I was also at a bar watching that, and uh, the reaction of people when he when he like the swerved us with Orton, <laughs> he did piss me off. But at the same time, it was quite it's funny looking when... at everyone who uh, yeah. didn't like it. it. Was it was fun? Yeah. yeah. It's because when he thanked his parents in the camera, you thought, okay, that's it. This is the big moment. That's we're done. Yeah, and that's and that's when you do booking right. You're supposed to feel something about that. Yeah, yeah. even though if you hated it or you loved it, you felt something. That's how you should feel. Exactly. Like and you're supposed to watch Raw the next thing. Like, what's going to happen? I just felt they just. It was August, okay, and of course you was right, Joe, but WrestleMania. But the basic build in your mind is okay. He lost. He's making a comeback. He's going to win it at Rumble. And then he's gonna get his rematch at WrestleMania. Yeah. For some reason, yeah. Vince dropped the ball on that one. <laughs> so, yeah. Which that episode we'll get yeah. to in a couple weeks. But yeah, it's it's yeah. I the the build the the book ends were great. SummerSlam was great. Mania was great. It was just SummerSlam two Mania was not great. The no, the, the, the story it was a lot of much. Yes. The story could have been told a lot better in between, um, but the two bookends was worth it. Yeah. And thanks to the fans, because, yeah, we was going to see Orton versus Batista, yeah. and clearly Batista was going to win, and no. I think no one wants to see that. No. <laughs> yeah, the unsung hero is whoever leaked that Batista's going to be in the Rumble. Yeah. <laughs> thanks, Master Heater. But anyway. <laughs> no, that was not, not that. I would love to take credit for that, but it, uh, that was not. <laughs> no, but uh, no, but think about it. Like if Batista had shown up as a complete surprise at the Royal Rumble and won it, people would have gone nuts. Yes. <sighs> yeah. Because uh, the... yeah, yeah, I'm thinking about it. Yeah, but the moment Daniel was in that Royal Rumble, right? He was in that one. No, he, no. he was not. He was not in that role. He was. Okay. Everyone thought he was going to be number thirty, and it wound up being Ray. Oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> See, they moved the crap out of Ray. Yes. So, yeah. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Batista would probably get. They would have cheered, but then they're like, "Okay." Then they're like, "Wait a minute, he's he's going to win this." <laughs> I think they would have. <laughs> <laughs> they would have thought about it though. But yeah. But no. All but, right. So. Does it for episode one of the Royal Rumble. Next week we'll be diving into the 2000s, so 2000 to 2009. Um, Extreme. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it also has it's uh it's also has the best Royal Rumble ever. Yeah. Wait till next week to find out which one. It's 2007. And... <laughs> 2001. 
2007. Come 2001. Uh, no, it's 2007. Followed by 2004, but which is 2001. Uh, followed by. I would then say no. I would then say 2007, but uh, we'll get into that more next week with that. But yeah, I mean, honestly, a lot of those 2000s <laughs> ones are all pretty damn awesome for the most part. Um, yeah. maybe not, well, I guess 2009 wasn't too bad, but think about that more next week. Um, as far as like actual, the way, the way it's presented, I think 2009 is mainly just cause I was really not big on WWE th- in general in 2009. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, yeah, th- that's all for the first week of it. And then two weeks from now will be the 2010s and 2020s Royal Rumble. So, all right. Uh, happy podcasting, ladies and gentlemen. Happy podcasting. Happy podcast. Happy podcast. <laughs>